You're about to enjoy an It Takes Three Network podcast. Welcome back to Let's Talk OC, an OC podcast. I'm Michelle. I'm Liz. And this week, we have two guests, my sister Sam. Hello. And her husband, Bobby. Gangsters, what's up, guys? Which you might recognize their voices. They are the therapists from last season. You guys came on, and our listeners know you guys as the therapists, and they loved your episode. Which episode was it? Thanks, guys. Do you remember which episode you were on? Because I don't. (laughs) I don't either. Oh. It was in two, though, right? Not in one? No, not in one. It was two. Wasn't it in Lindsay? Three? It was with Lindsay. Oh, yeah. oh, because so, I remember saying I can't, she's the. No, you guys came on in three because you didn't come on with us too. Oh, Johnny! When Johnny, right yeah. before Johnny, oh, so yeah, um, three, yeah. yeah, yeah. So oh, wow, we're so happy you guys are here. We're going to be discussing season four, episode three, "The Cold Turkey." Original air date November 9th, two thousand six. Which this is wow. a day or two after last week's episode. They had two episodes in one week. Fancy. When mm. I was doing How the, come? I'm not sure. When I was doing the original oh. air dates, I was like, "Wait, wait a minute. Why <laughs> are these the so <laughs> close together?" But this episode was written by Mark Fish, directed by Michael Lang. It's Thanksgiving in Newport, but no one is in the spirit. Volchuk turns himself into Sandy, while Ryan and Julie decide that they can't keep living this way anymore. Dun dun dun. The cold turkey, so no drugs, as I predicted last week. <laughs> that is what you predicted. We have lists, you know, oh, try I, to predict. I get it. Mm-hmm. Even though I've seen it, I truly have no idea. So I was like, eh, someone's weeding off something. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had, you know, you had a good point of what you were saying. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's very legitimate. It's very possible. Yeah. Yes, it was 100% legit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Before we get into the episode, of course, we have to let you guys know what the ice cream scoop of the week is provided by our listener, Michael Dell underscore Vasto on Instagram. He first starts out with saying, hey, Liz, Michelle, Sam and Bobby. Every time Sam's name is mentioned, I think of two things. (laughs) The the scene where Summer was hitting a punching bag in her room because Michelle (laughs) said Sam was like that. Mm -hmm. You were. And then the story Michelle told of Sam bitch slapping that girl at a grocery store, which I've come to the conclusion that Sam is a badass, which is amazing. Sam also loves ice cream. She does. So truly. so perfect for I, her. Yeah, that's my number one. <laughs> I feel like I have to put out like a, not a retraction, this isn't a written cast, but um, I, I don't know, Michelle, what story you're referring to. I've actually never smacked... Or punched someone in the face. I smacked my ex-boyfriend. Yeah. In and private. that was on Gossip Girl, That right? was on Gossip was Girl. On we had, we called you in. I did. And I did say that I had smacked my boyfriend at the time in the face because he had cheated on me. Yeah. Right. Um, I think that is what Mike is referring to. Okay. That story. Because <laughs> we I, I don't just go around punching no. people. <laughs> yeah. Although sometimes, you know, whatever. I digress. Yeah. Um, but that is pretty cool. I appreciate the uh, thoughts. <laughs> Mike is our friend from Canada. He's the one who sent us all the snacks. Oh my god! And you guys what? had the ketchup chips. Oh, those so ketchup chips good. Are bomb Your snacks diggity. are so much better than what we They're have so here. So much better than our so snacks. much better. You Canadians yeah. know how to make one yeah. heck of a chip. I'll tell you. And are friendly as anything. I have to say that. Too. Yeah, that too. Very Without friendly. Or visited. So sweet. Yeah. So Without sweet. But yeah. for the ice cream scoop of the week, Mike chose 
butter pecan. Yum. Pecan. He says, once again, I picked this for two reasons. One, Taylor made a comment to Kirsten that she was upset about not having a pecan pie for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yep. And yep. two, since this is a smooth vanilla ice cream with pieces of nuts in it, it fits perfectly with Julie, Summer, and Ryan in this episode. <laughs> oh. And yeah. is really a good symbol of life itself. Besides the fact that they're all a little nuts, they all used to have smoothish lives, symbol for the smooth vanilla ice cream. But now their lives have a hard patch in it with the death of Marissa. The symbol got the nuts. When you eat this, you eat both the nuts and the vanilla ice cream together because life has both smooth and hard parts to it. And you have to learn to deal with the hard stuff. You got to take the good with the bad. And this episode has all three of them realize they need to start dealing with Marissa's death and not move on but move forward in life. Wow. He wow. does this every week. What For Damn. a living? Because you should. <laughs> Literally should, the first thing I thought of when Bobby said pecan was an Arthur episode when Brain worked in an ice cream shop and was like, it's not pecan, it's pecan. <laughs> like, so here's my thought process at 7.30 Sam also night. loves Arthur. I, do, I almost wore my Arthur yeah. shirt. The aardvark. Not but that's but, very... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not anyone else in the world named Arthur. Yeah. But... Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great though. Holy, yeah. you should do that for a living. Start an Instagram. I'll follow you. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't awesome. know. I don't know what you do, Mike, but uh, I'm very curious and <laughs> yeah, like, yo, you what? should get a scholarship for something yeah. to somewhere because creative damn. writing that's damn. Kudos. I mean, that was such a, that was such an in-depth, well stated, you know, thesis and analysis, but it, it, pl- it personalizes it, the ice cream. Exactly. That's great. It went I love down that. smoother it, like, than personifies like a, it. that's it. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, that went down smoother than like a, you know, twenty year old age scotch, which I've never drank, but people always people always say it goes down really smooth. So if if <laughs> your statement was that twenty year old scotch, I mean that went down smooth. So yeah. major smooth kudos to you. We truly have the best listeners. Yeah, that was in the best yeah. community here. They're the best. Yo, you should definitely write to Hallmark <laughs> and right. like have or them... write to like Ben and Jerry's and you can be on the side of their um, Ooh, it's thunder the thunder is so loud. You can write for their <laughs> like ice cream blurbs. Personify the ice cream. Give them some character. I love it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And maybe like later in life when he, you Retires. know, wants to do something relaxing. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, now that we've planned your life out, Mike, <laughs> let's get into this episode. So it's Thanksgiving morning in Newport, and we have the Coens talking about how Ryan has not spoken to them in days, and Ryan is still mad at Seth. We see Seth leaving Summer a voicemail about how Ryan is still mad at him, and meanwhile, she's in her dorm at Brown, and a pile of clothes fall out. And out comes an issue of the Atomic County and pictures of Marissa, which quickly makes Summer upset. Right. She can't deal. She's not dealing with it. She's not dealing with it. And plus, she just can't be open to it. Right. Can't be happening. Denial. Mm -hmm. Ryan is in the pool house. He's on the phone with Julie. This is the third episode in the row that we're opening up with Julie and Ryan on the phone. The clandestine conversations. Yeah. And they're discussing Volchuk's whereabouts. They all meet in the kitchen unplanned and it's super awkward and they're all waiting for the pot of coffee to be the drip pot (laughs) and all staring at (laughs) it. To be finished. Sandy gets a call and it ends up being Volchuk wanting to meet with him. And Kirsten decides that enough is enough and that they're all going to have Thanksgiving together and cook dinner. Mm -hmm. Now, Liz, did you remember any of this? Volchuk and Sandy. Uh yes. And no. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, that's how I felt. Yeah. I mean, last week, Seth said, my dad can help you out. Right. Help 
is the key word. Volchok thought he was going to do leaps and bounds for him and not have him go to jail. Yeah. yeah. But right. Right. he said, my dad can help you. So, yes. yeah, makes sense. He would call. So after Sandy gets this call, he tells Kirsten he has to go into the office first, but he's absolutely able to help afterwards. And then he approaches Ryan and asks him if he's still angry about Volchuk. <laughs> and Ryan flat says, no, I just wish he was dead. Yeah. Nice. That's all, though. Yeah. That's all. He's, but he Classic said it so, Ryan. I love how he just said it so nonchalantly. He was mm-hmm. just like, Blunted. no, I just wish he was dead. Yeah. Like, right. I was right. like, oh, like, okay. I wish you would <laughs> have allowed all? me to kill him, but okay, great. it's fine. Right. Yeah. It turns out that Taylor has been staying under Seth's bed for quite a few days now, and it was just supposed to be temporary. He wants her to be gone soon, though, because Summer is coming home and he wants alone time with her, which I think this is very fair. Mm -hmm. Totally fair. And the fact that Taylor's been staying under his bed and no one knows. Right. Yeah, that's I don't understand that. that. Kirsten is. They have a cleaning. Well, Rosa, Rosa. She was there for like one day. (laughs) And like nobody ever saw her like going to the bathroom or like showering. But she's very about like hygiene and her appearance. I'm surprised she was comfortable being under the. Well, when you think about it, Ryan's in the pool house. The Coen's sleep downstairs so Seth has the entire upstairs to himself yeah and plus it also shows you how you know yeah that's so out of Taylor's like you know wheelhouse to be doing this sort of stuff but it just shows you how desperate she is and what length she'll go to to avoid having to you know face her mom and everything like that like wow their bedrooms downstairs Sandy and Kirsten yeah because they're picked up on that (laughs) Yeah. All right, they over the ground the, floor to the oh, pool. Okay, yeah, oh, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, makes but anyway, sense. so Taylor, she makes a remark about how Seth and Summer are hanging by a thin thread. And then Seth is like, wait, I didn't say that. Did Summer say that last weekend? And Taylor plays it off like, no, 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 no it's fine. You and Summer are going to be okay. Awkward. <laughs> uh, Summer is so not fine. She tries to get out of coming home, but we see her on the phone with her dad and he she overhears Neil talking to Caitlin because there's barking in the background <laughs> and Caitlin got a dog. The, the ugliest dog. Sorry, God forgive me, the is, ugliest dog. It's a Chinese crested, if anybody was Ooh, wondering. God, they're ugly. Yeah. A mother couldn't love one of those. Yeah. <laughs> That's not kind. <laughs> and Neil walks into the bedroom and Caitlin's sitting there and she has a dog on the bed and she pretty much manipulates him into keeping the dog. <laughs> And yeah, so Summer... Yep. She's Julie's daughter, all right. Yeah. And That's her way of communicating, though. It's how she's learned to get by. Uh-huh. Right. And plus, with everything with Marissa dying, right. she can, she can get away basically with... basically pull mm-hmm. all threads. Julie's oh, yeah. numb and all of that. But Summer overhears that she feels bad, and she de- decides that she really does need to come home for her dad. She decides this in the airport. Yeah. Like, I know. Take it in hand. She's ready right. to go. She's like, you really need me to come home? I'm like, oh, you're in the airport. <laughs> right. You're ready to make a decision, in my opinion, but... Yeah. yeah. Oh, you need me, dad. Okay, I'll come home. Yeah, I think she needed. I think she needed that pressure put on her because it was left yes. up, uh, left up to, up to her own volition. Right. She wouldn't have come home, so she needed that pressure. And especially seeing Seth, you know, the last time she came home to get Ryan to come home, it was strictly business, right? And she couldn't deal being in her childhood bedroom, being in the same house where she shared with Marissa. Then she, the day she leaves, she sees the Atomic County and pictures of Marissa fall out. So it's a constant reminder of like, I really don't want to yeah. deal with this. She's mm. not dealing. No. Mm. So Neil, he's been spending the entire episode trying to talk to Julie because he has big news that he got an offer to work in Seattle. He also just sees how Julie is aspiring and he just wants her to talk to him, just wants her to open up. Mm -hmm. 
She continues to ignore him and Caitlin, and since they were uninvited to Thanksgiving at the Cohen's, Julie decides she's going to cook Thanksgiving dinner, except she doesn't know how to make a turkey. Yeah, she's going to cook Girl. dinner with like five hours before dinner. Right, you got to crawl before <laughs> you, need, you run. The That's turkey like me needs to that. be in very early that day. Right. Yeah, and she's, five hours. yeah, and she says how Jimmy used to make the turkey, and then when Jimmy moved away, she they just ended up going to the yeah. Cohen's. She's never had to make one. I mean, I hear you. I plan on in life never having to make a turkey. Mm-hmm. Same. I wouldn't even it's know a, how to a make a process. piece of chicken. It's a lot. So I, I don't no know desire. who's going to host in our family. Yeah. I'm just always going to have to Mom's host. I'm just going to... I'm not doing it. Yeah, I'm not doing I don't it even either. want that much of a bird in my... Oven. If I have had it my way, I'd free all the birds before Thanksgiving and just... Like summer. I was just yeah, like summer. summer. Exactly. Exactly. Save their world, summer. Yeah. So Julie heads to the grocery store to pick up ingredients, and she bumps into Ryan and Seth because Kirsten sent them to the grocery store to go shopping together, and it's super awkward because none of them want to be there or together, and they're both Mm -hmm. not speaking to one another. So they see Julie, and then Ryan and Julie go off. They're sampling cheeses. Did you see the way they were sampling that cheese? Yeah. I was like, who the fuck samples cheese like that? So like one, it's like how, you know, what's his name? Ate a piece of popcorn. Like little, yeah. tiny, little. Mm. I'm like, little it's a sample. Bit, you put the one your, thing in your mouth. Exactly. What are you doing? Throw it down the hat. Yeah, They're trying to buy time. Like she was like, bite it. Before it like fell off the toothpick. I'm like, put the freaking piece of cheese in like your mouth. Like nibbling mm-hmm. on a cube. It's Yeah. And they right. were both doing it. I was like, oh my God, this is so frustrating. Yeah. yeah. And But they're discussing that they're both waiting for the P.I. to give the new location on where Volchuk is and that Ryan really needs to start faking it in front of Sandy because he's all over the Volchuk thing and Sandy will pick up on it. And so he agrees that he's going to lay low and act like he's fine with it. So he decides he's going to head to Sandy's office to tell him. Right. And they're still planning on killing him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, this is still the plan. That. Hey, you, it's probably best that you didn't kill him. So just... And they're both, after being scolded and talked to, they're still okay with this plan. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. So Sandy, he meets with Volchuk to discuss his punishment and that... It turns out Volchuk turned himself in and that this is a good thing. Volchuk just wants all this to be over. And Sandy says that we're going we're gonna to handle this. I'm going to put you up in a hotel room. And when Ryan arrives, he sees Sandy driving off with Volchuk in the passenger seat, which... I have to say, as much as I don't want Ryan to kill him, I can only imagine what Ryan was feeling. Right? So many things. Your father figure oh drive God. off the With man the... you're trying to kill. Yeah, right. So bad. E2, E2 Sandy. Right. I mean, right. Like, <laughs> seriously. Right. Yeah. And then Ryan heads to the Roberts to try to talk to Julie, and Neil won't let him in the house. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. Like she doesn't need this today. We're trying right. to get past it. And don't Ryan come. says to Neil, like, oh, but you just don't know what's going on. Neil's like, yeah, I don't know what's going on. No one will talk to me. I right. felt for Neil a little bit. Me too. Yeah. And Me I too. was like, Ryan, just shut up. Yeah. Right. You don't you're I, a kid. I yeah. just feel like, you know, Ryan, you know, telling him would probably foil the whole, you know, murder conspiracy thing. So like I, I can understand Ryan not wanting to say anything. Well, but, yeah. You know, so I, I get it, you know, and it's also not his place to say exactly what uh, Julie's feeling either. Um, 
I also just want to jump back real quick. And uh, I love how when when Volchuk gets in Sandy's car and he's like, oh, it's such a rough night. I slept on the beach. And Sandy just shuts him down. He's like, I'm not your friend. Yeah, I'm your exactly. lawyer. <laughs> he's like, shut up, Pee Wee. Don't, yeah, don't forget I love that. that too. Yeah. I was like, yep. and to me, like, I, I really respect that out of Sandy because he was he was being his he was you know, being his attorney, of course, but he really like set good boundaries with him and said like, I'm doing this, but it doesn't mean that I like you. And I really feel like Sandy truly was helping Volchuk only because he cared so much for Ryan and he didn't want, he was protecting Ryan. And the only way he could protect Ryan's future and Ryan himself is by, you know, helping Volchuk. So, you know, I really give it up to Sandy for having that type of self-control and insight to be able to, to do that. I mean, that's true love for, for Ryan right there. For sure. And the fact that Volchuk was like, Hey, that's Seth kid said you could help me get a deal. And he's like, well, you know, I am negotiating your punishment. Right. You're still going to jail. You're still going to jail. Right. If you're coming someone. forward right now, I have you in custody. Right. <laughs> that's yeah. it. Right. Back at the Coens, Taylor, she sneaks down to the kitchen because she didn't like the breakfast that Seth brought up to her. And Kiki catches her. Kiki. It's like I asked for an egg white omelet yeah. with cantaloupe. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, this is what you get. A bagel. We eat right, bagels, we eat bagels right. And she's sneaking the stuffing. But her and Kiki end up discussing what happened in France and her marriage and how Taylor really has to tell her mom, even though she doesn't want to tell Veronica because Veronica is a scary bitch. Yeah, I wouldn't want to tell her either. Nope. So she ends up asking Kirsten if she can do it, but Kirsten agrees that she will help her, but ultimately Taylor needs to do it. So they head to the club where Veronica is hosting a Thanksgiving meal, (laughs) and Kirsten approaches Veronica and they start talking and they're making small talk and she's like, oh, it must be so hard that Taylor's not here on Thanksgiving with you. And she's like, you don't understand. Like, I'm a mom first and a sports agent second. (laughs) And she's bitching over candles, too. And then Kiki tries to help and she's like, no, 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 I want it more like this and starts correcting her. More linear or something, she said. Yeah. Yeah. So Kirsten then starts trying to talk more about Taylor and... Taylor is slowly, she's hiding and she's slowly coming into frame and Taylor ends up appearing and talking to her mother. Mm. Seth heads to the airport to pick up Summer and he has a bouquet of roses. Classic. And they kiss. He really tried here. He's so trying. I know. And so they greet each other and they kiss and it's so So awkward. awkward. They can't even line up. They're like missing and they're getting Uh, cheeks mm -hmm. and it's. Uh, and he says, oh, I was going to get carnations, but I sprung for the roses. It's a special occasion. And she's like, why? I'm only here for three days. Very cold. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't put any weight in this. I'm uh, not sticking yeah. around. Yeah. Why don't you say thank you, you ungrateful little. Right. Uh, I know. Well, no, she's totally tuned out from reality, Robert. I'm honestly surprised she wasn't like, you murdered flowers for me. You killed flowers right? for me. That's like, so oh, true. Wow. They could have went that def- way. She's so shut off from the world. She's not even seeing which way's up. I yeah. know, but... Sad. So they head back to the Coens and she sees Kirsten. She sees Taylor. They so hug. So sweet with the hugs. I know. Yeah. And they head yeah. upstairs because Seth just wants to spend some alone time with her. He wants Except to get for some. Ryan. Ryan just passed right by. Oh, her. yeah. That's right. Oh, Hi, Summer. Right. Bye. Yeah. And Summer's Rude. like, oh, my God, Atwood. Like, hey. Yeah, she's like, oh, hey. And he doesn't even. Yeah. Bye. Seth just wants to get a little bit of Summer Breeze. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the Summer <laughs> Breeze. I think also he just wants to spend some alone time with his girlfriend. Like, right. I get, right. he does want to get the hanky-panky, well, yeah. but yeah. connect with her. And she just keeps dodging him. And she starts doing yoga. And then they finally sit on the bed. And he's like, I miss you. And she says, I miss you too. They start to kiss. And then she sees a poster of the Atomic County. And she instantly is like, oh my God, 
like, and she starts. Well, first she actually starts to tell him like, oh, I just just feel I can't. And then she's like, can't deal with what's happening right now. Uh And they head to the soup kitchen to help. It's like trying to pry open like a box that's got like, I I, I can't. She was so close too. It was going to come out, but then she couldn't. Yeah. So Sandy stops home to tell Kirsten about Volchuk and Ryan overhears and storms out. And then Sandy takes off after him. So Ryan ends up talking to Volchuk's old surfer buddy, trying to find out where he is, and then sees Heather, mm. who Bitch. last time yep. we saw her, was she was trying to own up for she her did. doings. Because she truly, you did see it. She didn't want to get involved. But yeah. then Volchuk's like, I'm just going to get in the car drunk and drive. Yeah. And- <sighs> totally. And it, it sounded like she also has taken off. She's kind yeah, of on she, the run. She's, on yeah, and she's back sure. visiting her parents for Thanksgiving, she yeah. said. But she said to Ryan, you know, last time I spoke with Volchuk, he sounded really bad. Like, he's not happy with what happened. And right. Ryan's like, I don't care how he's feeling. For right? sure. I just need to know where he is. So Sandy checks all the local stops, the bait shop, the diner. He calls Julie to ask where Ryan is because Julie has got to know since Ryan and her in cahoots. Turns mm-hmm. out she has no idea. And then turns to stone when she finds out that Sandy is helping Volchuk. Yeah. Yep. Like, yep. shooketh. Yep. Whoa. And she, at this point, she's in the kitchen preparing, and she just froze. Yeah, and but he says, like, he's in custody. Yeah. So it's not like, I'm just helping Volchuk to help the kid. Like, no, yeah. we're arresting him because he killed someone, and he wants to own up to it. So... It's also I like, can't oh, imagine what, over. Yeah, right. Like, it's all over. You don't have to keep thinking about, obviously, you keep thinking about it, but yeah. And the and fact su- that he's out there. Absolutely. And supposedly, you guys can try this, but there's a rumor that if you turn the volume up high enough in that scene, you could actually hear Julie's heart drop. So, <laughs> I was like, know, oh my God, what's he going to say? Ma- maybe give it a try. <laughs> <laughs> you well, heard it, looks, it here it first. It looks like her, she went pale as a ghost. And yeah. was like, oh shit. She had that same, like, blank look that she did in the opening scene of, of season four episode one where like you know they they close the they close the, me- the medicine yeah, cabinet yeah. like yeah. she had that same look yep. and as an actress she replicated that so well but like for her i mean i couldn't imagine how frustrated she must have been like knowing she got cheated out of her opportunity to get her own retribution and you know her own version of gratuitous violence and i just i feel so bad for her on that because it, it got you know got ripped away from her that that opportunity Especially this has been your goal and motive for yeah. six months at this point. Right. Your whole life at that That's point. And now it's just been stripped away from you. Right. Yeah. Right. Sandy ends up finding Ryan at a motel and convinces him to come with him. Trust me, like, Ryan. You, you went to mm-hmm. the wrong hotel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what he does, he ends up bringing him to where Volchuk is staying. And he pulls up and he's like, Volchuk is in that room. I trust you. Go do what you want to do. Oh, man. Like, love this scene. Oh, boy. Because it really shows how much Sandy actually knows Ryan. Yeah. But, like, right. can he you knows really. He's not going to kill him. Right? Do that? I don't know. Like, Bobby and I were talking about this. Like, legally, can you. No, I'm sure you can't. Totally no. And then, like, the cops are there, and I'm like. No, I'm sure you. Yeah, even the this? cops are like, give him five more minutes. So right. Like, Wait, I'm like, he could have definitely. I mean, yeah. that does take a lot of courage and. Of, in, of his convictions on Sandy's part to be like, you can do what you want because he knew deep down, but still, Ryan's what, 18 years old? Yeah. I mean, my God. Yeah. Well, I mean, what a, what a mental chess match right. that was. And, you know, the ultimate calling his bluff, you know, on, on Sandy's part right. because, you know, Ryan obviously had, uh, Ryan speaks through violence. Ryan speaks through hitting people. And that's one of his 
you know, most common forms of retribution. And, you know, when the most important person in his life got, you know, taken away from him and now he has the opportunity to be alone in a room with the murder. And how many times do you hear people say in everyday life, like, boy, if I had five minutes alone in a room with that guy or that girl or whoever, Ryan had that opportunity and he could have done whatever he wanted. So, you know, yeah, very close. He was. He got his, he got his, his, right. So let's talk about it. So Ryan enters the hotel room and Volchuk's like, I've been waiting for this. And he punches him. (laughs) Yeah. Understandably. And as he has him pinned, you see Volchuk just crying, Mm. saying, I want this to be over. Yeah, he's like, end it. Please end it. End End my life, my guilt. And And I I wonder like if that's what stopped Ryan. Like, no, I'm not giving you a goddamn thing. No, I think that is because you saw Volchuk just surrendering. And so I'm glad that the two of them, they sat down and they spoke. They didn't look at each other. But you could see tears coming out of Ryan's eyes. You could see Volchuk just totally submissive and saying that that night he was trying to get, he was going after Ryan. Yeah, and Ryan, he made it seem like Volchuk was out to kill Marissa. Yeah. In my opinion. I was like, wait, so this whole time Ryan thought Volchuk set out to kill her. When no, he actually just wanted to talk to him or right. her. But yeah, and he I says, was like, "Wow, that's why. Wouldn't, why wouldn't you want to kill someone then if you yeah. thought that they were trying to kill her?" Yeah. Right? And he says that he was just trying to get him to pull over. And then when it actually all happened, he didn't know what to do. He didn't know how to handle it because Ryan's like, "You didn't even try to help." Right. right? Yeah. And he was scared. Ultimately, it's what it comes down to. Right. And so Voltuck says, "Well, why don't you just finish me? Just put me out of my misery." And Ryan says, no, you need to live with what you've done. Yeah. Yeah. And he says, I think about it every day. And Ryan's like, good, good. Continue to do that. Yeah. So that's right. That's part of like Ryan's maturation process, because while Ryan could have killed him, I'm sure it would have felt, you know, amazing. You know, Ryan would have went. Ryan would have been the one in that jail cell. First of all, instead of Volchuk. He would have been cell buddies. And and secondly, Ryan is coming to learn that sometimes the, the pen is mightier than the sword. And, you know, with this case, Volchuk being in jail for the rest of his, you know, well, no, today you know you won't go to jail for the rest of your life right. but for you know <laughs> yeah. for a length for hopefully a lengthy jail sentence you know and then to, to sit there and think about it and then the rest of his life to have to think about it you know ryan's coming to learn like more pain could be inflicted with that than his fists ever could yeah right which is good yeah that's big good. Time. that's big growth but part of me doesn't really believe volchuk when he said he wanted to fight ryan i think i, I honestly think you know with volchuk's like so you know sociopathy and his narcissism Part of me really thinks that like Volchuk was just looking to hurt whoever he could because whether he hurt Ryan or whether he hurt Marissa, he won because he was looking to hurt the both of them and it didn't mm. matter who, mm-hmm. but he wanted both of them to feel pain in one way or another. So whatever happened, I feel like he probably, you know, he would he would win no matter what, theoretically. And he, he does, sought it out. It he does say, like, I was jealous of you, right? Yeah. right. Yeah. So he wanted vengeance. Like, you got the girl. Yeah, I was after right. you. Yeah. yeah. And she didn't so, want to be with me. Uh, but yeah. like you guys said... The cops are outside waiting. They do arrest Volchuk. Brian walks out and Sandy just says, I'm so proud of you. Right. He's like, yeah. I knew you could do it. Yeah. yeah. Or not do it. <laughs> yeah. So back at the Cohen's, Seth and Summer end up coming home with a bunch of people from the soup kitchen oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. looking for dinner. <laughs> Taylor also comes back from talking with her mom because the talk didn't go well either. <laughs> Kirsten agrees to all the guests, but Seth has to promise to watch them. And Taylor agrees to monitor and teach them personal hygiene. <laughs> right, should she teach a class the Y or something? Yes. And the mashed potatoes need milk. Milk. Yes. Right. They're dry as hell. Yeah. <laughs> and then Kirsten's like, you can stay here. And she's like, forever? <laughs> for Kirsten's the night. Like, for the for night. night. For the night. Yeah. Relax. Yeah. So while they're setting up the table, we have these two scenes that are going simultaneously. 
we have Seth trying to talk to Summer, and we have Neil trying to talk to Julie, and Summer and Julie are pretty the much same. the same. Mm. Yeah, they're dealing with this exactly the same. Yep. And they're running from their feelings. They don't want to talk about it. Neil and Seth are both trying to say, like, hey, you need to grieve. You need to talk about it. You need to deal with it. And they both run off. Yeah. Yep. Julie tells Neil that he needs to be out of the house, yet... That's his house. This bitch. Right. Yeah, she's she's like, kitchen. we'll see about that. We'll see about that. It's like, <laughs> what, we'll sorry, see about what? what? You can't just she's keep queen. kicking people out of she's their houses. Queen. Julie Cooper, like, Nickel mm, Cooper, no. Roberts. And Ant's like, you guys aren't even married. Right. What are you yeah. talking Nothing about? Nothing just... But if anyone could find a way oh, to get it, it, it would be Julie. fucking right. Julie. And he probably would Julie. give it to her because he's like, I'm going to Seattle. I don't even care. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Later that evening, Julie, she's sitting at the Thanksgiving table alone in her house. Caitlin ran off to the Coens with her dog. And Summer comes down and ends up sitting with her. And Julie is just numb and she's crying. And Summer sits next to her and she says that they cannot go on living like this anymore. And Julie is crying and Summer grabs her hand. Love this. It is a very sweet scene. Heartbreaking. Yeah. But also loved it. Totally. Right. And I feel like she was the only one who could reach Julie at that point. Yeah. She was the only one who could identify with how she was feeling. Yeah. I also, in this episode, love that we got to see characters interact that we normally don't. Right. Sandy and Volchuk, Taylor and Kirsten, Hmm. Julie and Summer. You know, we we don't really get a lot of airplanes. We don't get to play together. Interesting. So it was fun. So Summer, she heads to the airport early. She leaves Seth a voicemail how she knows she needs to work on how she's feeling. She does love him. But she just can't right now. I'm glad she even made that voice right now. Yeah, right. That's progress. Acknowledge she it. She owes him that Big at this time. point. Yeah. Progress. But she is there with her dad. She has a sweet talk with him. And he ends up saying that he got a job at Seattle Grays. <laughs> Grays. Grays. Like Grays Anatomy. Hmm. Uh, and they end up getting dinner at Chili's in the Cute. airport. They love Chili's. They love they it. Yeah. Ryan and Sandy come home. After dealing with everything, Sandy is confused with all the people there, but he's okay with it and ends up <laughs> recognizing he's end up recognizing one of the guys, Daryl, who he's defended before. Yeah. The guy with the crazy eyebrows. Yeah, yeah. He's, like, he's like, hey, didn't I defend you for a and e a few years ago? <laughs> yeah, you I called you crazy eyebrow eyebrows. <laughs> I was hoping that Sandy was going to do some eyebrow wiggles or something like that. He didn't. I was a little disappointed. <laughs> Like a little bewitched moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like or like a Kevin McAllister moment where he like does the double eye raise. Yeah. Like I was hoping for something like that. But it turns out Caitlin's dog is also one of the guests belongs to him. She named the dog little Julie. And the guy's like, no, that's oh. savage. Can't believe the guy actually wanted that ugly little thing back. That's his, like, like, it's his partner. Yeah, yeah. No, I, no, I, I truly get it. I just thought it would be kind of a friend. funny joke. but <laughs> And then yeah. Taylor, she ends up making a she says something very funny and caitlin just gets a kick out of her she's like you're weird i love it, I love it. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah uh the last scene we have julie ends up showing up to the cohen's oh, she rings the doorbell sandy yes. gets yes. up this is sad and julie is, has tears in her eyes and she apologizes oh, and she says this is actually the only time she's actually meant it yeah he's yeah. like i've never heard you apologize ever day in your life. Yeah. yeah and so she comes in for dinner kirsten sees her he's like oh we'll pull up a chair and she just eyes Ryan. Mm-hmm. They go into the pool house. She sits down and she asks Ryan to tell him, tell her about Marissa. Oh, 
Yeah. Uh, that such did we all cry? Right yeah, no, I, I definitely. Had and like you goosebumps. feel and you experience the same thing. That I mean, other than he's saying like, "Wow, she was really hot." I but know. like when she's Even at when the bottom of the driveway, because uh, they flash back. I'm like gonna cry now. They yeah. flash back to that so many times in the oh show, right. and yeah. she's so wearing white. She's angelic. It's almost like they're right, telling the story an back. Wow. It's just you it's almost, right in the feels. And you almost wanted to jump in and, and tell and tell Julie about Marissa from your own experience. Yes. It's like yeah. I wanted to jump in and say how what I felt about Marissa. And like, like just, it's just innocent. Oh, I know it just sucks you in. That's how you know it's such a great show. It just sucks yeah, you in I like know. that. Oh. But yeah, he goes on to tell her about the first time, and he's like, "She was so hot." Yeah, and he was like, <laughs> she had a beautiful smile. Beautiful smile. Yeah, yeah. like it was a beautiful smile. And I was like, oh. yeah. <laughs> and that's where the episode ended. Beautiful. Beautiful. God. Yeah. It's a heavy one, but it's resolution. Right. Like we're right. getting somewhere. Yeah, the the first. The first three. Until like that end of the episode, were really tough to watch. Yeah. Downward spiral. All the way. Everyone is like, just no one's dealing with anything. No. Yeah, it's really hard. Dumpster to watch. fire. The first three episodes. Right. I saw an Instagram. I guess it was an image. I don't know if you saw it. In Let's talk OC, and it was an image of Peyton from mm. Tree Hill Talk. I mean Tree Hill Talk from Tree Hill. From talk. One Tree Hill. <laughs> Sorry guys, Peyton from One Tree Hill. We had Marissa from the OC and then Veronica from Riverdale. Oh, yeah. And they're like, these three girls are the worst characters. They're so toxic. And I was reading what? the cast. I felt oh. burned because I was like, no, Peyton's not, my favorite. Peyton and Marissa are our little babies. Fuck Veronica. I don't care Yeah, about I don't her, care about Veronica Lodge. <laughs> but I mean, Peyton and Marissa are no, my favorite. Hell no. I can't wait for you guys to watch One Tree yeah, Hill one day. So and you will good. see. But I felt burned. Yeah, I, I would I have like, commented like, dare you? you. <laughs> How I dare do you not, speak about these? Do ladies. not agree no. on this. No, I would be pissed. Yeah, but I wish there was a dislike button. <laughs> I know, me too. Ooh, that'd Even be dangerous. I don't, right? It's very dangerous. You shouldn't have things. <laughs> yeah, but we're gonna take a break and we're gonna come back with all of our questions and comments and trivia. Yay! Yay! We're back. Before we get into our questions and comments, Bobby, you wanted to say something. Yeah, I also just found it interesting to, and you know, obviously we can't get inside Summer's head, but I'm wondering if if there's any type of like, uh, any type of like irony in that she keeps seeing the Atomic County picture, and that's the thing that's like triggering her. And in looking at the Atomic County thing, obviously she's thinking of Marissa, but not only is she thinking of Marissa, she's thinking of Marissa's superhero. And like, how often do you see a superhero die? You know, it like mm. it it never happens. So, so I just powerful, Bobby. Yeah, this just I, I don't know. I wonder if there's like any sense of irony in there, or, may, or like I wonder if Mar if uh, Summer was thinking that. But yeah, you never hear about superheroes dying, and she just keeps seeing this dead superhero, aka you know her friend um, Marissa. So I don't know. I just wanted to throw that out there. That's so beautiful. Wow. I love that. No, that that's great. And especially this show is so big on superheroes. Obviously, we're always yeah. doing Ryan and Seth and how they got him back in the first episode of this season. Did you guys go back and watch the first episode of season four? It's really um, good. It's sweet. Honestly, it's kind part. of burned in my memory. Oh, it is? Yeah. So. Okay. You don't need to refresh hill is like... Yeah. Oof. Can't and listen to right, that song. Right, right, right. Yeah. And I wonder, and I wonder if like right now, just giving giving it more thought though, it's almost like so, you know, one superhero is dead and you know, Summer is obviously another superhero, but she's like in a very weakened state right now and she can't she's trying to save the world right now, but she can't even save herself right now. So wow. I don't know. You know, good just, job. Yeah. Insight. So Love good that. insight. So Thanks. glad you remembered that, Bobby. Thanks. All right. 
So we're going to go into our questions and comments and trivia. We're going to start off. What are you guys doing? Sam and Bobby are, they always give each other the, the middle thing, finger. The middle finger. No, the it's ring not finger. the actual finger. I don't do the it's like middle the, finger. Oh, mine doesn't even stand up straight like that. <laughs> well, the, Sam stopped giving the middle finger because she never gave the middle finger pretty much like her entire life. And as soon as she started giving the middle finger, COVID happened. Right, so yeah. I don't I know just, if there's any connection like, or not. This is why I can never give the middle finger because like Kobe died. It was just a whole, obviously everyone's yeah. living in this world. She also doesn't curse. She says sugar, honey, iced tea. I do. Oh, she curses <laughs> a lot. You just got to catch her at the right time. I don't there was like a, like a year where she's like, I'm not going to curse. And yeah. She's, and I did pretty well. Yeah. But yeah, it didn't I, last very long. When I first met her, she was like somewhere around like Cindy Brady, like, oh, fiddlesticks yeah, or <laughs> sugar, honey, iced tea or holy stick. shiitake mushrooms. Yeah, shiitake mushrooms. And then, and her, I think it's gratifying yeah. if you can find words that, you know, make you feel like, like motherfucker has a lot of hard consonants. Oh, so it's so cathartic. Words. Right. But if you can yeah. find other words, like, yeah. French, f- I don't know, whatever. I'll, French I'll get fucks. There. Right, no, French fries. <laughs> French fuckle sticks. All right, all right. Let's get, in. Let's get into our trivia. We're going to start with our girl, Tish. Join in, join in. And. Tish time. Oh, like in the Jersey Shore, he's like, it's t-shirt time. No? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> okay, Bobby knows. Uh, oh my God. Okay, so our girl Tish, as you guys know, she sends us her trivia every week. But this week, so she sent sweet. us a voice memo. Oh, I'm so hyped. So we're going to play it. I haven't heard it yet. I'm really excited. <laughs> so here we go. Hey, Michelle, Sam, Liz, and Bobby. Um, it's Tish, your trivia <laughs> correspondent here. You guys mentioned on pod last week that you thought it'd be cool if we would send you voice messages with our questions and comments. So I thought I would do that and uh, send you my trivia and some comments slash observations via a voice note. So for my trivia... The, this episode aired only one day after the airing of the Gringos, and this was kind of when they made the switch from just airing on Thursdays to airing on Fridays going forward. Oh. With four votes, Ryan is TV.com's MVP. Hmm. So Neil says to Summer um, at the airport scene that he was offered a job in Seattle with the hospital called Seattle Grace, which I'm sure most of you know is the hospital from Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a pretty cool crossover. All of My Days by Alexi Murdoch is ranked number 27 on the OC's Best Music Playlist on YouTube. And that's, we hear that song when Julie and Ryan are talking at the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's all my trivia on to comments slash observations. I know that I said it last week and probably with the first episode, but I really didn't remember the majority of what happened in this episode. I knew it was going to be the Thanksgiving episode and that summer invited all of the homeless people, but I didn't remember the Voltrek storyline or honestly like the um, Julie and Summer going through their different journeys. Mm. That being said, I really enjoyed the comparison between Julie and Summer dealing with their grief and having those subsequent conversations with their significant others. I thought that was like really cool to contrast those two. Uh, so that's my comment slash observation just a quick question for uh sam and bobby why did you guys choose this episode to come on anyway hope everyone has a great day oh my god how cute so great (laughs) she's also our canadian friend yeah she's also canadian love it she actually she sent me the box set 
Wow. Chris McKay. Well done, Tish. That's awesome. We love all our listeners. We really, really do. So we don't pick favorites. We're not picking favorites. Just wanted to tell you guys, if I know a little bit about you, I'm going to tell Sam and Bobby about you. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. So why did you choose this episode? Uh, (laughs) I guess I guess guess Sam could sit this play out. Um, I'll tag in. All right. Um, All right. I'll start then because mine's probably shorter. All right. All right. So, sure, Jan. I liked the title because at first we were going through it. Honestly, season four is really not my fave. Um, Even though Ryan and Marissa have a cumulatively tumultuous relationship, I just love them together. So, but you get a lot of closure in season four and a lot of new beginnings and all that. So, with what it is. I liked the title, though, when we were going through the episodes, because cold turkey, um, because with Thanksgiving and holidays, you think warm and connection and family, and there's nothing really warm about this Thanksgiving. I mean, yes, people rejoin and come together at the end, but it doesn't feel like a typical Newport um, holiday, like Christmas always people coming together and Thanksgiving's in the past and the holiday scene in season one when they all take the family portrait. I know that's Christmas, not Thanksgiving. Um... But the title itself, I was like, wow, there's a lot of irony in it because it, it is just cold and cold. it's just callous and sad. And usually you want warmth and you want just, you want to feel, I don't know, like a hug around the holidays. And everybody needs a hug right now in this show. In the world. In the world, too. <laughs> Was that Very the same well reason? Very well said, Sam. Thank For you. you exactly the same. Um, exactly the same. No. Exactly. Um, not even a little bit. Nope. So the reason that I picked this episode is because I remember as I was watching, you know, when I was watching the OC the first go around, I remember this episode in particular because I had been waiting for so long to see Ryan and Volchuk meet. And like, I remember watching this episode and like my, I remember like as I'm watching it, like I'm getting a little bit of an adrenaline pump as Ryan gets closer to Volchuk. Cause he's hunting him down because <laughs> I've probably said it before, but like I identify with Ryan a lot. Like I'm not a violent person by any means, but like his, his mentality and his like outlook on stuff and uh-huh. his like morals and everything. Like I, I, I don't know. I, I aligned with him a lot on those things. So like I, I could see myself doing this sort of stuff. So like, and I was hurt when, when Marissa, you know, died, I was really hurt by it. So like, you know, it was almost like Ryan was, was getting the, you know, getting a piece of him for both of us. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was so, you know, I loved seeing that. And it was such an adrenaline rush. And, you know, it's almost like, you know, really like, you know, the pain is finally, well, I shouldn't say it's finally ending, but like, you know, the closure can finally start to begin rather. Right. Um, so I just, I always just remember from that, it was just such an adrenaline pumping episode. Um, so that, that was my main reason for it. Lovely. Lovely answers. Yeah. I just think of Eminem and he's like, hi kids, do you like violence? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, all the time. <laughs> Most but of the time, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Thank you, Tish. Thank you. Yes. Moving Thank on you. to Mike again. Which there he is. It's like Mike and Tish. No, I promise hey. we have more. Canada's batting a thousand. <laughs> At Dell underscore Vasto on Instagram. He says he loves this episode, and along with the Chrismica episode, it might be his favorite of the series. Wow. wow. That's a thick statement. Go on. That's a tall order. <laughs> T-H-I-C-C. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Uh, some questions. Is deep fried turkey really a thing in the U.S.? Is Hell it yeah, good? It is. Yes, Hell it is. Yeah. I can't speak on the taste, though. Yeah. yeah. It, it tastes delicious. It it's it's more moist. It's more of a moist thing. Ew. It also tastes... Um, yeah, a lot of people hate the word moist. Yeah. Moist, 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 moist. 
<laughs> it uh, it, it's something that you, ha- you really have to know what you're doing though, because it's pretty easy to fuck up. Oh, and, it's very dangerous, and it's very, also very yes. volatile because you're putting it in a pressure cooker, and if that thing isn't set right, it'll shoot Burst. you know grease and whatever the hell you got in there all over the place yeah. at 400 yeah. degrees. So. If you can do it right, it tastes fantastic, yeah, but it's, it's also kind of dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Just like our 100%. concept of making moonshine, you know. Also right. also very dangerous, but enjoyable if you do it right. Segue into Bobby's totally. Moonshine Company. Boo Boo and Moonshine. Moonshine Company together. Boo Boo and Randy. Roo Roo and Boo Boo. Roo Roo and Boo Boo. Copyrighted here. Don't you take it. He also wants to know what is a typical th- like Thanksgiving for you guys, and have any of us ever been to the parade? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, my sister and I have been to the parade many a time. I refuse to go because oh, I don't do sure. crowds. <laughs> I don't do any of that stuff. We've been but to the parade when we were, we're younger, younger, but we watched from yeah, like the city apartment from above. It's yeah. great, yeah, but you know. And typical Thanksgiving, our mom always hosts, and so we go there, and my dad's side of the family comes, and we eat good food. I love Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's, fun. Yeah. it's just nice Hell to yeah. be with family. Yeah. Do you guys have any weird traditions? Um, well, I mean, usually uh, my mom is a nurse, so usually she'll work every Thanksgiving so she could have off every Christmas. Oh, yeah. um, we spend... We spend every well for the majority of my life. We spent every Thanksgiving with my uh, with my dad's side of the family, and they're they're real hoot. Pretty much, we'll uh, you know we'll just watch football. Obviously, that's a big thing here in America. Um, yeah. But outside of that, we'll eat, you know, say grace and all that stuff, and then uh, the conversation will eventually uh, divulge itself into old, embarrassing family stories of Hey, remember when this happened to you? Or like yeah. all that yeah. kind of stuff. So that'll that'll happen. And then outside of, outside of that, um, you know, for a majority of my life, me and my friends would uh, go up to our high school and we'd have a, we'd play, you know, uh, touch football game or tackle football mm-hmm. game. So again, big American tradition, but ever since, uh, you know, started, uh, you know, dating Sam, get, you know, got married to Sam and everything like that. I've been going to been, uh, yeah, <laughs> been, uh, been going over to, uh, Sam and Michelle's mom's house and, uh, she is an amazing cook. So it's she been, always puts out a huge story. Girl got skills. She always puts out a spread regardless if it's Thanksgiving. Yes, yeah. That's true. Yeah. But, she writes her yeah. menu out on like a chalk, not a chalkboard. That's not really something, yeah, it's right? But of like a, chalkboard. a really nice, of like a golden bird on top chalkboard, mm-hmm. and it's in script that only you she can read. You have to plan. She a preps menu. for you have like, way ahead, um, yeah. like two yeah. months yeah. in advance. Because you need to know oh, yeah. what you have to get and who's making what. Yeah, and yeah. 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 She's like in her glory. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't. We don't. I mean, we have our own traditions, but my own like personal tradition. I became a vegetarian on Thanksgiving, actually, hmm. um, fourteen years ago. So I really love Thanksgiving because it's like, I don't know. A milestone. Yeah, it's a milestone. Exactly. Uh, it's like an anniversary. So it's Yeah, cool. an, an anniversary. Yeah. That's right. Sweet. about that. Take that. He says that Thanksgiving for him is in October. Right, and yeah. And it's on oh, a right. Monday and they only get one day off of work and school. But there is turkey and pumpkin pie. So that's good. Yum. Mm-hmm. As not, long as there's that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. not OC related. But just wanted to let us know he started Veronica Mars and really likes it. Yes. We're all about it. Yes. Love for you guys to watch Veronica Mars. We one love day. everyone to watch Veronica Everybody. Mars. Everybody. Uh, Mars. Yeah. But thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Send some Andrea, more ketchup chips. Yeah, we have <laughs> ketchup chips. <laughs> Andrea on Instagram. I'm probably going to butcher your Instagram name, so I apologize. At Squasia? Sure. Uh, I'm 
sorry, girl. Her <laughs> questions for us. Do you feel they address the loss of Marissa well through each character's grief? Yeah. I think so. I think everyone is grieving. I mean, Julie and Summer are grieving similar, similarly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Ryan is, everyone's just focused on not focusing on right. dealing with it. Well, so. she's, she feels they did except for Ryan because hmm. she feels he never felt real resolution, resolution and wishes we saw a little bit more of his emotional and vulnerable side. Right. Agreed. Yeah, I was yeah. waiting for him to cry. I mean, in the beginning, the first episode when he's in that whole fighting scene and he's just on repeat and in just this tunneled type of focus, he's, you know, obviously underneath all that anger is pain, but I agree, we don't really see that totally come out. And I'd like, like to see that a little bit more. S- right. I mean, except for the last scene with him and Volchuk talking in the room, I felt like that's when we actually saw the emotion yeah. in the eyes. Yeah, I, I was waiting for Ryan to cry the whole time because I feel like he just needed a cry. I'm, right? I'm, you know, have we ever seen him? Right, but like, also, cry? can he get to that point? Right. right. Well, so that's, I don't know. That's what I was going to say too. I mean, you know, we obviously we don't know Ryan's whole entire life story, but from what from what I gather with Ryan, like, you know, he grew up in a he grew up in a broken home, and you know, when you grow up in that type of environment, it's not you know, and especially being a male on top of that, it's not considered to be masculine, and sometimes it's not even safe to some degree to express your emotions and show yourself to be vulnerable because then you could get taken advantage of. And on top of that, Ryan didn't exactly have a stable parental figure or, you know, elder guidance type person to help him learn to identify his emotions and, and actually even express them, which is why I think he, you know, internalized it a lot and then blew up in anger or, you know, used his fist to do his talking. So I feel like, you know, Ryan may know what he's feeling, but it's hard for him to even be able to verbalize it or feel safe enough. So I think that that's about the closest we're going to get with Ryan. So we have to, you know, measure his progress with a different, you know, measuring Yardster. tool basically. Yeah. yeah. Right. And he has issues telling anyone how he feels in general. Like even True. when the Coens first brought him in, they were like, yeah. Ryan never speaks. And even right. like on the podcast, we're talking, oh, Ryan spoke and it was funny. Like he just yeah. doesn't right. express himself. Mm. Wasn't, right. wasn't safe. Wasn't safe for him to yeah. do so. He had to be tough to survive. But maybe, right. I don't know. Maybe he also didn't know how. Well, that's, I that's, still go back to that whole like it was never modeled. Well, that was the, se- right. that yeah. was the second part. I feel like it's a, you know, a tag team effect with Ryan and why he never you know, expresses himself. It's not that he's not a deep thinker or anything like that. It's just, you know, thinking it versus expressing it are two different things and then feeling right. safe to express it on top of that because he grew up in a dog-eat-dog world. Yeah. She right. also asks, if you could have seen any other plot line for Ryan grieving Marissa, would you? And what would it be? Oh, I think mm. this fits him pretty well. Same. <laughs> like, yeah. Hard to imagine him doing anything else. I would like to see him maybe just taking his aggression out on the punching bag itself and not having to like get involved in a whole fight club situation. <laughs> I loved the fight club. No, I mean, it of totally course. makes sense to me that so he would want to feel pain more and more and like let yeah. himself just get engulfed in that whole world. Yeah. 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 It's hard to say if he, if I could picture him doing anything feeling any way else. Maybe just be in a bathroom and just let down and cry. Right. Or, see yeah, or go somewhere that's familiar to them. Like, like the, the lighthouse. First time, right, the lighthouse. Or the lifeguard the pier. Tower. Tower, yeah. yeah, like maybe like let himself feel, feel more, it. but he doesn't because that's just Ryan. Right. Even like, I'd even be curious about like a dream scene, like to just put his unconscious somewhere else and let him mm. grieve that way because dreams are a good way for you to you to sort out your stressors and everything. That'd yeah. be interesting because he can't 
really express. Right, right. I would have loved it if I would have loved it if if Ryan, you know, um, you know, either being stressed out or whatever, went to because you know some Ryan. You noticed Ryan like really didn't smoke that much as the seasons went along. But when you're right, stressed, true. you when you're stressed, you tend to stress. You tend to smoke more. So I hear mm. I'm not a smoker, but I would have I would have loved it if Ryan had went down to the end of the driveway to to go smoke a cigarette, and you know he's not noticing anything of it, but then all of a sudden he freezes and he looks over and he and he recalls the first time that he you know met summer uh, mm. marissa rather and shared a cigarette with her right. so i would have loved it if like he you know he was smoking mm. a cigarette randomly walking around and then looked and saw her standing there the way he did that time almost like a flashback i would have cool. i would have loved it if ryan could have had that and then just him reimagining that very scene and then i would have loved to have seen him you know sort of break down and cry uh, a little bit and you know I, I would love it if if that happened and then to top it off me you know I think it would have also been cool if, if summer had walked up and saw that and the, and the two of them had a moment cause they were the two that were most affected by her loss outside yeah. of Julia, obviously. Yeah, right. mm. So I would have liked that. Good answers. Thank you, Andrea. Please let me know how to pronounce your username and I will correct <laughs> it next week, but thank you. Moving over to Jess at Mrs. Boquist in the beginning of the episode, when summer drops the atomic County and the photos of the fab four and she sees the pictures of Marissa, do you think she would have gotten to her grieving place if she didn't see the photos in the comic book? And what other triggers took place this episode to make her realize and finally cope? Hmm. I think her going yes. home. Going home. Yeah. The other photo in... Um, it was the Tommy County poster in Seth's room. Right. Yeah. In his room. Yeah. Um, yeah, being home, there's triggers everywhere. Oh, yeah. Right. It almost did last time she was yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, gotta go. I mean, one of your, I feel like she, not that she had like PTSD, but one of the things with an extreme trauma is like avoiding trauma related stimuli. So anything she's going to do to protect whatever feelings or security she has, she's going to block out. So yeah, I get, it wasn't an if is a when, but interesting. And I feel like almost every, every reminder that she had was almost like, you know, was almost like a, a hammer and a chisel and each reminder she had almost, you know, acted as a hammer and chisel, like cracking away her hardcore, yeah. you know, exterior Show. that she's tried to put around herself to cocoon her emotions. So each time she had that, you know, encounter, reminder, whatever, it was just another crack being made and then eventually it just, it broke. So I think like Sam said, it's not a matter of if, but you know, when. Yeah. So. Right. yeah. She also continues to say she really liked the scene between Seth and Summer and Neil and Julie and how they overlapped together. Yeah. So mm-hmm. good. So good. Thanks, Jazz. We have Alicia at at AAW3115. She felt that Ryan has crazy eyes the whole time in this episode <laughs> and could snap at any moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. This episode really showed how well Sandy knows Ryan. Would you have yes. trusted Ryan like Sandy did? Mm-hmm. I think I would have. I if I, I was truly <laughs> Sandy, probably if I were me. Right. To put your child in that situation. Right. You want to hope for the best, right? And hope that he does the next right thing for himself. But he had so many... I mean, he's never experienced this before. I mean, yeah, he's probably had ex- tra- traumatic experiences before. But he's never experienced the loss of a girlfriend. And he was there when it happened. He's wanted vengeance on Volchok for so long. I don't know. I want to hope, yes. But logically, I don't know that I would have done it do you think they would be able to have like let's just say sandy as the mediator and him just sit in the hotel room and like the boys right talk it, talk out? it out i can't even, even though, do that like, right i don't yeah, know even need, though i don't know how far they would get right with that and like volchuk saying like oh i didn't mean it i feel really guilty right. i don't know if that would be yeah. enough for ryan 
I don't right. know. I don't know that. I don't honestly know if Ryan would have ever fully forgiven Sandy if if Sandy didn't let him get a chance mm. to get a piece yeah, of that's true. That's true. Truly, because he he must have known that the second Ryan found out that he was representing him and doing all this behind his back, that Ryan was just going to erupt in anger and betrayal. So I feel like the only way to truly fix it for his relationship with Ryan going forward was to let Ryan get a piece of him in, in Ryan's own way. But I also would have been, you know, very hesitant to do it, I think, because even, it, you know, even if he trusted Ryan, I mean, what's to say that Ryan doesn't hit him really hard and Volchuk like smashes his head on the oh, corner? Yeah. Right. The, right. There's so many like external factors or something. Yeah. Or yeah, he, right. or he, you know, yeah, he manslaughter. He accidentally kills him one right, way or right. another. Yeah. Volchuk doesn't respond. You know, like that. So I'd be worried about that because then, although Ryan didn't mean to, Volchuk's still dead or whatever happens. So yeah. yeah. She also would like to know our thoughts on Caitlin grieving. Do you think the writers did a good job of introducing Caitlin this season and how she's dealing with the death of her sister? She she even uh, says to her mom that the dog or to Neil the dog isn't is invisible just like me yeah yeah and so that's how she feels and i guess we don't really see her side of yeah the grieving even though i'm sure she is but then again like they didn't really get like that true relationship like at the end like at the end of season three they had that episode you know they bonded maybe she's just confused on how to feel feel because they only got closer as like pretty much the last few weeks of her life the penultimate right which is when she was at school right. helping her a week or two before. Yeah. And I think, mm. I think they did a good job with Caitlin in terms of Caitlin is sticking to who the character she is. Yeah. It's and she's weird... also like 15. Yeah. Right. So you like processing trauma at 15, I think years later, later in life, like, it's oh, going to come shit, out. Right. Okay. This is how yeah. I should have handled it or what Agreed. I'm going through. Yeah. Yeah. She says that after watching the first few episodes of season four, she feels they really couldn't have picked any other side character to replace Marissa than Taylor. She doesn't feel Anna or Teresa would have fulfilled the spot of someone being lighter. And I have to yeah. agree to that. Yeah. Yeah, I could agree. Because Taylor does add that light layer of just the comedic relief, but so sweet at the same time. Right, like Anna, she was very, she was also light, but also quirky. Yeah, Yeah. a little deeper, maybe deeper, deeper. Yeah, Yeah. she's always she always got herself involved in deeper situations. And I don't think Anna or Teresa at this point would get herself in situations like Taylor. Oh no, we almost need the ridiculous things right, right, right now. Yeah. Thank you, Alicia. Moving Thank over you. to Vic, our girl Vic at Muse Chick on Instagram. She says, Sam and Bobby, your thoughts are truly needed during our depre- depression in season three finale <laughs> and the season four <laughs> premiere. Mm. She loves all the Taylorisms in this episode. That's what we call Taylor and mm. her right. isms. You know? Yeah, her isms. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think Summer can't open up to Seth? Because she can talk to Taylor. She can, but she also is just, she's like a shell of herself. She's not Mm -hmm. really, when she talks to Taylor, she's yelling at Taylor and she's saying, you need to address your issues and I don't like Che and blah, blah, blah. But like, she's not really opening up to, yeah, it's like everything's very surface with her. I think too with Seth, if she let herself be 
without the shell, she would probably somewhere in her mind, she must know, like, I'll break down. Yeah. yeah. I will come out. He'll see right through all of this. And I'm going to have to deal with my grief. I'm going to have to deal with my friend's right, like, loss. And Seth's I'm not going to want to have to talk about it. Right. And I and don't want to. I can't. I'm not ready. I'm not at a place where I'm even accepting that she's dead. She's still in denial at that point. So I think as much as she'll appreciate it when she gets to that point, at, up until that point, she's not ready to have that space for it. I mean, I feel Seth, as selfish as he is, is being very patient with her. He is. Yeah, this is yeah. the best Seth I've seen since yeah. forever. forever. Since yeah. ever. <laughs> yeah. She also asks, how many languages do you think Taylor speaks? Because well, we know she speaks Korean. She and speaks Spanish. French, and French. And Spanish. In English, Solid so that's five. four. <laughs> Which means she... I love Taylor. I feel like she would also... Oh, right. She's like, he's like a seal. It's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I feel line. like she would also speak Italian because Italian is very Similar. much like, yeah, it's a like Spanish. Language. And it's also a romance language. It's romantic. And I, can, I could definitely see her just because she's kind of like a boozy aristocrat bougie aristocrat i feel like i could also see her speaking japanese a little bit too i feel like she would she'd be the kind of person to order sushi in japanese oh, yeah. or, so, or something like that right. yeah you know? right. yeah yeah we love taylor thank you vic yeah vic is a big fan yeah she loves taylor, taylor. <laughs> moving over yeah. to emails from lisa she says she over Overall, really liked this episode and felt that when Julie was in the kitchen finding out Volchuk was in custody and when she asked Ryan to tell her about Marissa, both felt authentic. Yeah. 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 She wants to know if we recognize Daryl. He played Jeff on the show Chuck. I never watched Chuck. Wait, who was Daryl? Daryl was the oh, guy the, that Sandy the, yes. represented. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Kirsten's cooking skills? Did the writers forget that she spent her recovering time looking, learning to cook gourmet food, and now she messes up mashed potatoes? This doesn't yeah, make sense. I wonder if, like, yeah. she Fair never point. like learned the basics of like Thanksgiving, right? And just made gourmet. She yeah, just she made was like, like souffles and by recipe, but it's like yeah, I was wondering that too. They're That's both. a very good point. Continuity error. Right. And just because you follow a recipe doesn't mean you're going to do it right. So oh, mashed potatoes yeah. can get dried that. out really easily. And so yeah. maybe she doesn't know, oh, I should put milk in this or I should put butter right. in this. Like yeah. it doesn't come first Basics. nature to her because it's not who she yeah. is yeah. as a person. Yeah. I also just find it interesting that like, so it was, so it was the Coens and you know, Taylor and, and summer. Okay. So that's like, that's like what six or seven right there. And maybe like one other, one other empty seat. So you, you only buy a Turkey big enough to this feed the people that are going to be there. But like, so, so the, the amount of homeless people that, that came over the, all these extra guests, that probably like tripled the expected people that were actually yeah. supposed to be there. It's so like, how the hell did she all, you know, There's magically no get way. a Turkey, like this, like 60 pound Turkey <laughs> to feed all of them and magically make enough mashed potatoes and this and that. Right. Like I just, that's, that's, you always double it on the holidays. There like, is there's always, always food at, around so our house on the holidays leftovers yeah i mean it's yeah. just it's like like yeah i get doubling it but like that was like triple or quadruple with all those people like yeah. maybe, maybe they also just, got like a very small yeah, plate like they're they homeless like so they're probably portions. thankful for anything that they're yeah. getting right i guess yeah thank you lisa thank you thank you michelle she says volchuk clearly wants someone to help him but he never really let himself open up to someone enough true and it always gets him into more trouble if he does yeah. mm. she really wishes we would have gotten more of his backstory definitely so does second aunt. that Second that one. And would make some interesting fanfic. I completely agree. We would would love, love we've said this, we would love Volchuk fanfic and Ant 
you know for sure would want Volchek fanfic. He should write oh, it yeah. himself. She <laughs> asked, another contest. Yeah. She asked if Taylor is going to school or did she miss that explanation? I think because of the marriage, Taylor left college. Yeah, I think she's yeah. just home and not doing anything. I think yeah. she started yeah. out in college but then decided to abandon it for this, you know, momentary love entanglement situation thing right. she got herself in and then Peaches. and she ended up just taking a semester off of school basically right. yeah. Yeah. yeah they don't really say that though right michelle already julie Peaches. summer and ryan need therapy sam everyone sam and bobby i know this could be a long answer but i'm curious as to how you would go by helping these three oh mm. everyone needs therapy on this show though. everybody 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 <laughs> i think in life needs therapy yeah yeah well, that too <laughs> three characters again yeah, Ryan, Ryan Julian, Julian Summer. Summer. Hmm. Do you want to go first? <laughs> so it's uh, oh, so Bobby it's, already it's, has his answer. So it's Ryan. So tell me about your model. Ryan Summer and Julie. Ryan Summer and Julie. I mean, obviously. Uh, all right, if you're not grief gonna, counseling. Yeah, you need first of all, you need grief counseling. Secondly, yeah. I mean, you always got to meet the person where they're at, right? So they're all Ryan and then Summer and Julie are different mm, positions with their grief and where they're even acknowledging it but you probably need some level of like trauma focused therapy a lot of times you do trauma narratives with people you do a lot of letter writing a lot of empty chair techniques a lot of stuff that just involves you getting some kind of i don't want to say control but closure over what happened um a lot of times when i'm working with someone who has trauma i will have them write a narrative of what happened and then in the session, because if you have somebody go home and do that, like I could just see Julie doing it and then like, I don't know, taking a bottle of whatever and listening to, what's his name? Dan Seeger, Bob Seeger. I'm digressing, but Bob, Bob Seeger, thank you. So <laughs> doing that in session kind of allows the person to kind of get in touch with what they're feeling and then have them read it in a second or third person's perspective because it allows them to gain empathy and allows them to gain more understanding into how they were feeling. So I think if Julie felt any type of blame, if Ryan felt any type of blame or ownership that allows them to see, you know what? I actually had very little control over what happened. Mm -hmm. I actually did not, I can't take ownership over what happened. I did everything possibly that I could. Summer would feel that way. Summer would feel that way too. Right. But not Ryan and Julie probably. Well, Ryan would feel like I'm driving the car and I didn't get to get help. I'm her mother. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, with with Ryan, I would definitely do narrative therapy, um, and I would I would probably. You're listening to Frasier. <laughs> I'm listening. You got so soft. Sorry, I didn't. Sorry, I didn't even realize. I'm listening. No, I, I don't know. Sorry, like I just that they say like therapists have a therapist voice, and I didn't even realize. Is that I, your therapist? I guess I guess mine. I don't, What's I don't your know. therapist voice? I guess this is what you get. What you get. That's your therapist voice. You get what you get. No, but I'm not like. <laughs> Hello. Well, you it's know like, Sam has the phone voice. Sam totally has the phone voice. <laughs> it's not my therapy voice. Five, That's not your five, therapy five, voice. Sex. She's probably really thanks, Bob. Now people are freaking sex therapy. Uh, <laughs> sex therapy on the side. None of that. I want you. I need you. Oh, oh baby. baby. Oh baby. <laughs> so that's what you say to your client. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I did it earlier today. Um, oh boy. That'll he, be two hundred dollars. Did please. it earlier today? Yeah. <laughs> Hi oh no, that never actually happened. Please don't. Oh my re- God. Please don't. Please don't report. All right. Me all right. What would you do, Bobby? What would you do? So back to what I was saying. So back. 
Um, no, I would, I would probably do narrative therapy with Ryan and I would probably have Ryan tell me exactly what he did, you know, when, when the car scene was happening and I would probably try to point out to Ryan some of the good things he did to help him gain control and, you know, saying like, you know, that's so great that you tried to stop. That's so great that you, you know, I think that's great that you were looking around that you tried to push the car back on the road. Um, I think it was so smart that, you know, I would compliment what he did to help him gain some control and get some closure. Like I did everything that I could. Um, so I would point that sort of stuff out to him. I would also, you know, ask him what he would have wanted to do. You know, I might, I might ask him what he wanted to do differently. And I'm not saying any of this in any particular order, but I would probably have, I would probably have all three of them write a letter to her, you know, getting out everything that they wanted to say to her that they didn't get to say regarding anything with their friendship or their relationship or, you know, anything involving the accident and any of that, as long as they want, I would have them write that letter. I would want to, you know, humanize uh, Marissa for myself as well as them, and kind of what, kind of what Julie and Ryan did. I would be like, so tell me about her. You know, what what mm-hmm. was she like? I'd be like, what are some of your favorite memories Bring with in her? A picture. You know, yes, yeah, so that way because what happens is like the brain. You know, the brain is it's called neuroplasticity. The brain is very malleable. It can change shapes. There are certain parts that can be strengthened. You can open up neuronal pathways. You can activate, you know, certain chemicals in the brain and neurotransmitters to begin a higher level of production. So by doing that, you know, it would be opening up these neuronal pathways and it would probably hopefully be creating some of the happier, um, neurotransmitters and chemicals in the brain and, you know, help them to have, have this image for not be her dead or anything, but, you know, strengthen the image of like, she was my friend, she was my person. We used to tan and watch, you know, trashy reality TV shows or, you know, we used to go to the beach or we used to, you know, whatever, any of that kind of stuff. So I would, I would want to do that, have them tell me about some of the good memories and everything, you know, really the most important thing is to meet them where they're at and not try to push them along too much. Like, come on, come on, tell me about her, you know, so meeting them where they're at is is huge. Wow, it must be an actual thing. I also, I feel like we can't go without saying family therapy, right? Like Julie and... Uh, Caitlin, Caitlin really need yeah. to get into a, a on a couch with each other and just yeah. normalizing everyone's feelings. I, I feel like even if Neil agreed. cared a little bit more, he could have like been there. So yeah. I'm glad you mentioned Neil because Michelle thinks that Julie and Neil were dealt a crappy hand. Yeah, well, she thinks that Julie is the kind of woman that Neil actually needs someone more aggressive, mm. and says that. Uh, it's not the type of woman that Neil usually goes with. Right. And they could have worked, but unfortunately it just didn't. Right. Because Julie isn't the beat around type of bush, you know, beat around the bush type of woman. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting because we really liked Julie and Neil in the beginning and we've said this last week, but he just can't. I felt for him this week though. He was trying. He was trying, but he was also trying to tell her like, hey, I got an opportunity, I'm leaving. And he does mention he never did have like a relationship with the stepmom again that was only just yeah, talking right. because I need to yeah. talk to right, someone. It wasn't physical. So, but I mean, eventually it's going to be physical is what he's leading yeah. to. Yeah. But like he, he just needed someone to talk to. Right. Yeah. And she so wouldn't they let all him would in. have gotten therapy. therapy together. They yeah. could have right. talked it out. Yeah. And I feel like Julie was also looking for anything to displace her anger and her emotions on to like she was hyper sensitive to anything and anything she could do to kind of like blow up on or take her anger out and emotion out. I feel like she would have she would have done that as well. But yeah, I think family therapy would be really important. It's unethical to treat, you know, to have to treat, you know, people in the same family or same friend group or whatever. But if if in a 
non-ethical world, I would love it if I could have all of them be in a room together and, and do like a group therapy with all of them and just, you know, mm-hmm. share their memories of Marissa or like, you know, what they struggle with the most. That way they can, although maybe they know it, but they can really understand where everyone's at in terms of their struggles and maybe help each other through it. And, you right. know, yeah, just learn what everyone Connected. else is feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys. And thank you. Michelle. Thank you. Thank you. Our last email is from our girl Jillian. Jill she say. says that Julie has never seemed to doubt how much Ryan loved Marissa. Right. Which Luckily. they've had their <laughs> problems. They definitely had their issues. Sure and she felt that the summer and Julie move, move, moment was moving, which we talked about yes. earlier. Ryan needed closure and to see that there are worse fates than death and living with killing Marissa is a terrible fate. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Julie kicking out of Neil of his own home, an icon and a legend. <laughs> and then Ryan's sunglasses while he's looking for Volchuk are an abomination. Yeah, those are not, not good. good. They were not like anything last no. week. So sexy last week. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, thank you, Jillian. Thank you to everyone who wrote thank in you. your thank you. questions and comments. Such great insights. Yeah. Some music in this episode. We had Get Cape Wear, Cape Fly, Tom York, and Alexi Murdoch. Let's get into our segment. Some fashion. I liked Julie's like, I don't even know if it was a dress or if it was a robe, but in the right in the beginning when she's talking to Ryan on the phone, it's like a paisley floral dress robe. And I was like, oh, that's pretty. I actually liked Seth's striped robe. I like that too. It was very like, don't wake daddy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. So it true. Was. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I really love Sandy's Aviators. Oh like, my oh, God. Yes. So, so good. Peter Gallagher. The thirst level. Right? He looks yeah. so good in them. Such a good. I love Kirsten's mm. hair and Taylor's hair. Yeah, Taylor always hair has good hair. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Caitlin's overalls. Cute. She's very cute. Uh, yeah. Like not with the times then, but looks really cute. Yeah, yeah. Very cute. And I feel like just pretty much anything that, that Kiki or Taylor wears, like they, they haven't had a bad outfit yet. Yeah. Like they... not one. Right. Right. I mean, Taylor's fashion choice are like a little too preppy, very preppy for my with the taste. Pop polo yeah. colors. But it. they Love fit it. her very well. She owns yeah. it. Yeah. Love yeah. it. That's all I have for fashion. Yeah. Same. I didn't have much. Okay. And I love and I love Julie's that that red dress she was wearing. I was just like, get it, girl. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. always she, she slays always gets every time. That cougar is always purring, man. I'll she tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Uh, some quotes in this episode. It's Thanksgiving, <laughs> dude. Does your mom know you have this thing, Neil? Talking about the dog. Um, I have. I'm not angry. I just wish he was dead. That's all. Love that. <laughs> Sexy best. and well endowed, but stubborn. Taylor. A bagel. I asked for an egg white omelet and some cantaloupe. You want to lightly just kiss the bird. I like Taylor. in the store <laughs> where the boys are buying <laughs> parsley. They're looking for parsley and, oh and Seth's gosh. like, it's more than just a garnish, Ryan. I'm like, oh yeah. Love parsley. <laughs> uh, when Taylor hugs Summer. Ooh, did you bathe in a creek? <laughs> uh, well, the house misses you and so do I. Who knew out of all you kids yeah. she would turn out to be the young, young Sandy, Sandy Cohen. Cohen. Love that. Uh, when Seth says that uh, Summer didn't have a reaction about his tattoo and she goes, I had a reaction. I told you to get that thing removed. (laughs) (laughs) Who here hasn't seen season one of Battlestar Galactica? (laughs) She told me I'll never be thin because I have an enormously large thorax. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Taylor. Poor Taylor, man. Yeah. You have to live with what you did. It's over. 
Now I remember I called you crazy eyebrow man. <laughs> I thought she was very hot, but then she gave me a smile. Mm. And I, just, I love chilies. I know. <laughs> That's so all. Cute. I pretty much quoted the whole episode. I know. There. And also I wrote, you can stay here forever. Thank forever. you, Kiki. She calls her Kiki. I just, <laughs> she calls her Kiki. Yeah. I'm like, oh, Taylor. Taylor. Taylor we love Taylor. you. Sam, your thoughts on Taylor? I know. Yeah. How can you not love her for who she right. is? Right. So independently, I love her. Independently, okay. I love. Sam's Maybe later on, Raya's we'll talk. We'll talk after yeah. dark. Yeah. After, after dark, after we'll dark. talk. I'll talk. All right. Yeah. So let's get into our MVP and shittiest of this episode. Does everyone have their MVPs? I do. I do. All right. So I'm going to count three, two, one. On one, we're all going to say at the same time, and it'll be fun. Yes. yes. Okay. You can fuse the names if you like. If it's too hard, then you could just say them both at the same time. <laughs> Sometimes okay. it's fun to fuse. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. All right. Three, Three two, two, one. Crying. Uh. What? <laughs> Did you purr? He said, boom. Crying? No, I've, I've, I have like four MVPs. That's so I figured, and I couldn't BP. figure it out. So while everyone else is talking, I'm going to decide right now because I've been like, you're going to mooch off everybody else's. You want um, us to talk first? I'll yeah, go first. All right, go ahead, I chose yeah. Kirsten because mm-hmm. she's always the mom. She was being, you know, she's preparing everything for everyone. She's always trying to help no matter what. And she just felt like she gave good, good advice. And then even in the first scene where the to- coffee pot is dripping, she's like, enough. You guys need to talk to each other and just get it out in the open. And I really, I'm, I'm glad to see the, the, the progression of the Kiki I know and love yes. come back because it's been a long time since I've seen her. Yep. Sam, yeah, I have that almost not verbatim, but I oh. took notes and I also put Kirsten because yes. she's always, always trying to carry out her <laughs> values of family and connection and holiday. Yeah. Making everybody feel warm and welcome. I mean, Taylor's right. living she, under her son's bed, and she's like, "You can stay, <laughs> homeless people. You can come in." Yeah, I don't know. I, it, shit, I can't cook for anything in real life, and I would be like, "I need to order out." And right? She's like, "No, we'll figure it's it out." Chinese food. I, oh, right, exactly. Chinese food. I would figure. You know, she's just very, very adaptable, very warm, yeah. very open, always, and especially like Liz said with what happened earlier on with struggling with alcoholism. She really has pulled herself up from her bootstraps and is really redefining her, well, not redefining, but just going back to her role as a mother and a caretaker, a nurturer. Yeah. So, um, and also Ryan, that was my other top because he, I give him a lot of um, credit, credit and props for being able to handle the situation as an 18 year old, impulsive, kind of intermittently explosive type of character to be in a room with probably one of your worst enemies and say, you know what? you're going to suffer the rest of your life. I'm not going to be the one to end it. And shit, that takes a lot. And for not, you know, really not getting mad at Sandy so much. Like he stuck that out. He was like, all right, let me see where this is kind of, he trusted him. He trusted him. Yeah. I chose Sandy for believing in Ryan and also for helping Volchuk because he didn't have to do that. He didn't. He didn't have to do it. Uh, Lisa, she chose Kiju. Kiki Aww. and Juju. Aww. Michelle chose Kirsten. Jillian chose Sandy. And Jess chose Jess chose Sandy. Bobby, you're on the spot now. So I I've, just have like eleven. <laughs> well, I had four, but I actually narrowed it down to two. Oh, good. So and I, I they're in order. So I'll give the second 
I'll, I'll give the second place MVP first. We call them blue, blue ribbons. ribbons. Blue ribbon. I will give a blue ribbon <laughs> to dog. No, I will give <laughs> a my blue ribbon goes to the Atomic County poster because if it didn't keep popping up randomly, like, like it, maybe, it maybe it maybe wouldn't it maybe wouldn't have cracked through Summer's hard shell. So okay. I got to give it up to that. You know, I got to give it up to the Atomic County poster. That's like my blue ribbon um, uh-huh. award winner. Okay, okay. And my my true MVP of the episode has to be Caitlin. Um, is this a joke? Caitlin is my MVP because one, um, because like she, her whole life, she's always gotten everything she wants. She never, ever learned how to share anything. Mm-hmm. And you know, where like Marissa learned a little bit about that, but Caitlin never did. So for her to like give up that dog, even though the dog really didn't mean anything to her, it was more so an object for her to manipulate. You know, the fact that she gave it up anyway, like her ego allowed her to give that. I give her credit for for that but on top of that like caitlin you know is hardly ever noticed so i feel like caitlin could really use this mvp award so i gotta give her the mvp award. i always so. appreciate her honesty she's always giving too. it to people straight yeah. like no you're a fuck up no you yeah. did this like yeah. we need people like that yeah. yeah uh anthony sent us his mvp since he is it a voice be. memo too it's a voice memo yes. since upstairs he upstairs aunt <laughs> upstairs aunt yeah aunt's <laughs> hanging out with the guys tonight and i was like oh you could just come on mic he's like i won't be around i was like all right just send me your voice memo so no surprise that i found that volchuk is my MVP. oh my no god surprise. anthony um, for a lot of the same reasons as they always are uh he just drives like the better <laughs> part of the story so like the whole beginning of the season we're just like oh my god like you know you we you feel ryan's anger and you feel julie's sadness um and you just like you want them to like you really want them to get retribution and, and like so you're like you can't wait to you know to get hands on volchuk and everything and then you see him and you just want him to pay i mean volchuk could have obviously just like completely bailed but did see the light and realize that if he kept running like he said it himself it would be you know every day just felt like a prison anyway Uh, so he's not afraid of of doing the time he just wants it to be over you know he i think he would have preferred to die and again vulture could have ran could have just kept running could have been could have taken that totally different and been confrontational and wanting to fight he wasn't even gonna fight he wasn't even gonna fight it's a blazing glory. Wow. Of, you know, the end for Volchuk. And kind of solidifies the whole reason why I like him a lot. Just did the right thing at, for Ryan. And we, now we get to see Ryan kind of move on. And that's why he's my MVP. Oh, wow. I appreciate and very he's very passionate. Very passionate. He's committed. Extremely passionate. Guys, thank you for sticking through that that voice. Bobby memo. is not happy. Bobby steam is coming out of his nose and Sam is rolling her oh eyes. Oh gosh. If if Volchuk made a batch of Kool-Aid, Ant would be first in line <laughs> with a fucking funnel. This is the best Kool-Aid I've ever had in my entire he'd, life. He'd be in he'd be first in line <laughs> with a fucking funnel and he wouldn't leave anything you know what, for though? anyone else. No. He loves Ant, Volchuk. No. Ant my will Lord. not just pick because we had him on a couple of times. And yes, Ant loves Volchuk, but he loves Volchuk because of how he drives storylines, like he said. Agreed. And how he so agreed. riles up Ryan. He does have fair points. Well, I mean, yeah, he, yeah, he finally said, I, okay, I am guilty. Let yeah. me just do something. And now about Ryan it. can go on and live his life, and Julie can go on and live her life, and Summer right. can he finally grieve. It it's over. But Volchuk is like the child that can do no wrong, and Anthony's like the oh, mother. Yeah, like, totally. my yeah. baby killed someone, but he <laughs> yeah. apologized, so he's okay he's now. He's now. No. Yeah. <laughs> right. No. He knows that too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So moving on to our shittiest. You guys have your shittiest? Yeah, I don't like mine, though. 
It's not yeah. Good. Yeah, you're good? Okay. My reasoning's not great. Three, two, one. Here we go. Three, two, one. Veronica. Kelly's mom. Oh, that was a good one. Veronica. Yeah, so Lisa <clears throat> Michelle also chose Veronica. I picked Summer. I feel guilty for picking Do tell. her. She's Do grieving. Tell. She's grieving, but there's something about it that I can't put my finger on it. It okay. just... I don't even want to say it irks me because that's not do fair. It, it's it, not do fair. It, do, it, do, do what it. you want. Well, you said you weren't happy I don't know. I'm, just, I'm not happy with it. Uh, Veronica would have been a much better choice. <laughs> but but tell me why. I have to know now. I don't really know why. It just felt like I didn't connect to how she was grieving and then her like bringing everyone into her, not even her home. Maybe that's it. She just invited all these people to somewhere in else's home. Maybe that's what it is. I was well, wondering no. if you were going to say <laughs> that. A lot of people who gave us their shittiest and myself felt Veronica was kind of a cop out. Yeah. But she was shitty. I mean, she's a shitty mom. She's a shitty mom. Yeah. But I just didn't want to pick on my own. Right. Yet. No, I get it. I didn't really want to do it either. And it really, Veronica didn't come to my mind. <laughs> I, I, I will agree with you on summer though, because I was feeling, she had me feeling some type of way this episode. Like yeah. I, I totally understand that she's grieving and I don't take away from that, but she really made like Thanksgiving all about her and like sucked everybody else into it. Like forcibly their Thanksgiving was about her too, one way or another. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really like that she did that. You know, she involuntarily sucked everyone into her vortex and her, you know, so I, I, yeah, that I really did not like about her. Okay. I thought that was kind of I'm bitchy. glad that someone else feels, it's well, just trying not to hate on her. No, you're not you know, hating I on get her. That. You just didn't connect. On. Yeah, I just didn't, yeah. I didn't connect with no, her. I haven't totally since fine. the beginning of, yeah. This season well, so far. Mm-hmm. No one is, really. Right. Right, yeah. No one's connecting with anyone. Yeah. Yeah, for right. sure. But we wrapped up our shittiest and MVP. We're going to move on to Patron of the Patron Week. Of the week time. Woo! It's Patron of the it's So each week we choose, if you guys are not familiar, we choose one of our lovely patrons to be selected for patron of the week. And this week we have a brand new patron, Mallory, aka Mal. And she sent us actually a whole big message that I want to read a long, months and months and months and months ago on Reddit, someone was asking for um, what they should watch next, Gossip Girl or the OC. And so, yeah, so we were, oh no, I'm sorry. She said she wanted to know if she want if she should watch Gossip Girl or One Tree Hill. And I said, watch One Tree Hill because that was the start of our whole network and everything has got such a special place in our hearts. But she said she was the one who posted on Reddit a few months ago on the OC subreddit asking if she should watch One Tree Hill or Gossip Girl next. And she just finished One Tree Hill season one and is obsessed Found you guys because the OC has my heart. I needed to join to be part of the last season. I've listened to the pod twice so far. Aww. I love you guys so much. Your girl Mal. So I mean, you wait. You listened twice, like all like sixty episodes plus that we have on Let's Talk OC. I know. I read That's that commitment. Too. I was like, holy moly. Mal. So I said, we're mad about Mal. We are mad about Mal. <laughs> like, uh, mad about you. Yeah. Remember that show? I loved Mad I just, About You. I just staged just really. No, that was a great show. show. <laughs> Remember their guest of their cameos on Friends? Yes. Yeah. Loved. And Ursula was a waitress on the I show? loved Mad About That's You. Cool. Yeah. We, yeah. My mom and I, we always watched that growing up. But we're mad about Mal because how sweet. Yes. That's like such an. 
a sweet thing to say and that the, you want to listen to our voices more than one time a week Ooh, or I was freaky. Sam. <laughs> Sam's like, I, I don't listen to my own So sweet and we're so happy. I can't believe you're the girl from Reddit. Yeah, I'm so happy that you stuck with us and you yeah. took our suggestion and you like One Tree Hill and you love the OC and I'm sure eventually you'll get to Gossip Girl. No rush. You have plenty of yeah. other podcasts yeah. to listen to. But yeah. thank you, really. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Are you ready? Boo-boo? I'm ready. Okay. I am so Well, ready. it's okay. This is really just for Liz <laughs> It's and just really just for me. <laughs> I'm going to give Liz a haiku to describe the next episode. This is so much fun. Well, Sam has a question. I have a, I have a question for she you. She has a hypothetical. Oh, she's got a hypothetical? A We're doing yes. After Dark. All right. Yeah. But first, the haiku. All right. So here's your haiku for season four, episode four. I can't believe we're on episode four. Four, four. The Metamorphosis. I hate four. Four is my favorite number, I hate too. the number four. It's oh, so weird. Hates it. hates it. Sorry, I don't oh. know. Okay. All right. <laughs> Change is a good thing, especially for your growth. Accepting is tough. God, that could be about anyone. Duh, girl. <laughs> well, metamorphosis, like a caterpillar into a butterfly, right? So right. maybe it's nature and has to do with summer. Oh, okay. That's mm. cute. You know, like she is evolving into figuring out how to grieve because she's not doing that. And but she knows that she needs to. So maybe in this next episode we'll get a little bit more of that. I'm pretty sure she should see a therapist. Mm-hmm. If not everyone should, as we just talked about, should see a therapist. So I highly recommend that for her. Um maybe everyone else is changing butterflies. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. Stuck on this butterfly. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be butterflies. It's not the only thing that changes. But no. beautiful butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe Taylor. She'll spread her wings and figure out what she needs to do about her husband because she yeah. is still married now. Whatever, yeah. Maybe she's like flounce fluttering around. Randy actually and I just watched the butterfly effect. Oh, after a, like a long yeah. time of not seeing it. Really good. Also, Aaron from Gossip Girl plays the younger version of him. I was like, what? This is Aaron from Gossip Girl. <laughs> wow. Anyway, um, yeah, so lots of change. Hopefully, more people will come to terms with their grieving. The stages of grief. Yes. Oh, that could work too. Like, yeah. each stage is like a change and then we yeah. blossom. Change is coming. People yeah. are healing. Yeah, heal, and we're gonna healing. go a little bit lighter. Thank goodness, because I'm just ugh, it's my heavy heart. Heavy yes. Too much. Good job, Liz. Thank you. Are you All looking right. at what's happening next episode, Bobby? We watch. Oh no, I was snapping. Let's talk OC podcast. <laughs> they know. don't have a snap because they're with the cool cats, <laughs> and they like, sit at the Instagram table. To my, like, Bob, seven followers. You know, right? Oh, it's so sweet. Oh, yeah, I guess, I guess you can call me an influencer. Publicity. <laughs> <laughs> to seven Thanks, guys. Followers. Well. Thank you so much, Sam and Bobby, for coming yeah, on this thank episode. Thank you. Thank you. So fun. So many great talks and in-depth right. discussions. I mean, you guys sent me more episodes you want to come on. Yes. Hell to the You want to come on for the penultimate, which is 15, right? The one before the finale? Yes. I okay. will come on for everyone. Yeah. Aww. We would. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much to everyone who sent in their questions and comments and our Patreon network and all of our patrons. We love you so much means so much to us we love hearing from you if you'd like to be a part of the show if you have any questions or comments for us you can send it to us on instagram twitter email us we're let's let's talk oc everywhere if you're an apple podcast listener and you 
listen on the app and you haven't rated us or reviewed yet and you're thinking about it, please do. Five stars is pretty great. We will be back next week for season four, episode four. After dark. After dark. dark. Let's talk. Let's talk. After dark. Here we go. Sam. Sam, hypothetical. Okay. Let's talk spoilers. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Oh, I probably won't spoil too much because a lot of the show's already been done. But. So my question, this well, I was talking to Michelle about it. So I go all the way back to season one. If Jimmy and Julie never separated, yeah, and they just—I feel like ever since what's her face got alopecia, China, um, China, China, China. China. <laughs> okay, excuse me. <laughs> um, how would have Marissa? How would Marissa have developed? Do we think that she would have felt? Like, it's kind of like a nature-nurture thing, right? So would she have had a more stable household? Would she have felt more unconditional love from parents and more modeled a more consistent just family platform? And then she would have felt more secure in herself and maybe not have had all these questionable choices. Well, Jimmy still would have had the money issues, right? right? And Julie would still be, like, not Like, they're still themselves, but would... If they stayed together, would that... Like, I just remember when her and Caleb were on the boat... Like season one, yeah, and everything and came out. Marissa's like, seeing all of this, and there's oh, a fake yeah, yeah, stage yeah. photo. So all of these issues come to mind, and she has all these different partners, different questionable decisions, always needing to help the next person. Would she have felt that way if she had a different outcome in the home? I think Jimmy and Julie would have, if they stayed married, would have just been almost roommates and separate people because Jimmy would have had financial issues. There would have been a lot of fighting and I still think Marissa would have I think she would have like wanted attention and did whatever she could to seek that. And maybe we would have still had the Tijuana situation and who knows? I mean, from what we know, she was supposed to die then and Ryan saved her. So, yeah. No, it's awful. It's awful. But I think she still would have followed the path knowing who Jimmy and Julie are as as people. People. And because Julie was divorced from him, she had to like live on her own and become her own person. And that's why she blossoms. Agreed. Hmm. And so that's her... Well, she was able to form that like a little bit of a relationship with Marissa. Yeah, Caitlin oh. still would have been a freaking boarding school. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know. Caitlin yeah. would have just they would have not have cared about her either. No. So I think no. it would have been the same situation. Some questions and comments from our listeners. Jillian, she says, seeing how Ryan and Julie's relationship grows throughout the season brings her joy. Yeah, this episode had their first moment of peace together, and he goes on to be an A plus wingman. Oh. Tish yeah. says mm. it's crazy how Frank and the bullet knew each other from a past Bang. life and they were both <laughs> going after Julie. Do you guys remember that? I did not remember that. No, I just I remember did. them separately. Yeah. Also, interesting. I know Kirsten and Julie have their business, but I forgot when that comes in. New match. Right. Like, like we have another touched three that episodes, anymore. I think. Yeah, that, that that's, that's coming up. In yeah. Because like we were episodes. reviewing the episode list and I'm like, oh my gosh. And yeah. then she, you know, just gets yeah, shit. Yeah. That's she's like Julie. on hold for now because 
Right. Yeah. Everything right. with Marissa. Right. So yeah. Mike asked, do you think Summer's path this season would have been the same if Marissa was alive? He doesn't think she would have gone full activist right off the bag, especially to the point of getting expelled, but maybe still have an interest in it. Because she's, she's trying to... I mean, the only reason she got involved with Che and any of that sort of stuff in the first place is because she was looking for something, anything, to fill in the void, the hole, the gap in her heart that, you know, was placed there when when Marissa died. Because that's so not her. I feel, like, I feel like she had a little bit of that, like, you know, save the world, go green thing deep inside of her somewhere and it would have come out. But I don't think she would have gone as OD as she did if, if Marissa didn't die. So, yeah. yeah. I agree. I think she would have had to find something that to keep her like doing that college experience but if marissa was still here and her and her relationship with seth was still good right that she would be content with like not doing as Mm -hmm. much yeah for sure alicia she asked why do you think sandy and kirsten don't suggest therapy and why do they only show the girls going marissa Mm, went right summer went Mm. hmm 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 I think because they know Ryan barely talks, period. So that's not like, a reason not to go to therapy. No, I no, I'm <laughs> write that shit. I, look, the you're show. you're coming at it from a therapist standpoint. Think about it from their standpoint. They probably don't want to yeah. pressure Ryan and push him. Uh, I think Ryan, you know, should at least try it. But I figured they were they were probably like, you know, Ryan, we barely we just got we just got Ryan talking, period. Let's not overload the poor guy. I think too, so, it would have changed his character. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah would have. We you know we only see him as this dark mysterious dude right and there's more of an appreciation like wow look where he came from look where he is now and he did that all on like literally by himself not that right like, obviously true. not well, downplaying the therapy, mo- but moving really, in with the cohen's i'm sure helped yes. a little bit yeah. just but you at the end of the day have innate characteristics and traits i mean yeah they call them personality that more the women five. are pro therapy than men therapists uh, or clients so. clients like hmm. they are w- more willing to go to therapy or that's just not, maybe I'm just making a stereotype. I would have to say, yeah, um, as, as a, a male and a therapist, right. I do, I do see more women in therapy than men. And I typically have more success with, with my female clients because they're more in touch with their emotions and yeah. able to express themselves and allow themselves to feel vulnerable where a lot of guys, I kind of have to sort of, you know, do it's kind of like, you know, working with summer, like you have to crack through that core and, it, you know, teach them how to be vulnerable and that it's okay because society's taught them men don't, you know, express their feelings. They don't cry. Right. So I kind of, you know, not that I have to teach them, not that I'm their teacher, but like I have to try to help them get open to the idea and sell them on the idea that this is going to help them to be vulnerable and it's a safe place to do it. So I feel like women are more accepting and, and open to therapy than guys are. And, you know, they, they're easier to make progress with. Right. How would Ryan and Volchuk have played out if Marissa hadn't died? Maybe she just got badly hurt and couldn't go to Greece because of it. How would her and Ryan be? How would her and Volchuk be? How would Seth and Summer be? And would Marissa be jealous of Taylor's growing friendship with Summer? Wow. Hmm. So many hypotheticals there. But they're all tied into one. Um, I feel like it would have been the same path regardless if she got hurt. I think Ryan and Marissa would want to find him because I doubt he would have stayed and called 911 yeah. regardless. So I think they right. still would have wanted to find him and hurt him very badly. Yeah. I wonder what Ant would think too because I really think if Marissa lived, Volchuk would not have come around. He would not have stuck around. He would not have felt any level remorse. of remorse. Agreed. True sociopath, I feel. And he just would have been like... Pfft, 
fuck this. I'm out. I don't want to have any legal entanglements. I don't want to have any more to do with these people. Or he would have come around like three episodes later. And I just want to talk. I just want to talk. I'm just right. drunk. I I'm just sorry. want like some makeup sex. Right. But I think Ryan and Marissa were starting to get to a good place again. And I'm just Ryan and Marissa forever. So I think, right. I think they, they would have patched things up. They said. Right. I, I would have hoped down the line. Yeah, not at that game. moment. Right. In yeah. Time, but yeah. yeah. I don't think she would have gone to Greece. Me neither. No. And I think her and Ryan maybe. I don't know if she would have stayed home and got depressed or what if she went to Berkeley because she deferred. He would have went right. to Berkeley. Right. So she would have had to yeah. been home, home with by her herself. Mom. And then yeah. Seth and Summer, I mean, Seth would be home, but Summer would be in Brown. Right. So maybe Seth and Marissa would bond. Maybe Seth and bond. Marissa would bond. Yeah. That would be an unlikely dynamic, but. That would be kind of fun to see. I'd love that. And I actually don't think that Marissa would get jealous of Taylor and Summer getting close Same. because Marissa was never the jealous No, when I it don't. Came to female friendships. Summer would be the one getting jealous if Definitely. roles were reversed. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. So territorial. But not. Marissa. No, I think yeah, Marissa no. would welcome Taylor into For the sure. group. And she say, always like, did. She loves the troubled I mean, one. She likes to bring them but in. But wasn't she jealous of what's-her-face for a second? No, Taylor Lindsay? had it. Teresa. Oh, Teresa? But, but that was different. Really. Ryan and her had a past. Yeah. And Taylor had it out for Marissa in the beginning when we right. met her. And Marissa still didn't care. But Marissa was <laughs> She's just like, like yeah, whatever. whatever. <laughs> and then at graduation, they were sweet and they, they hugged. And, yeah. 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 And she was. Uh, but Seth and Summer... I don't really think their relationship would have changed. I mean, they were planning on when he in the winter semester, he was going to go and yeah. they were going to she was going to scope out everything for them to do. Maybe right. long distance would have been tough. Right. But I think they would have been OK. I think they would have communicated way more and, and that wouldn't had to keep leaving her five hour voicemails. Thank you, Alicia. Yeah. yeah. That's a great question. Well done. And then Hopefully. Vic, she sends some points. Spencer who is Bullet's son, is Caitlin's tennis instructor. And Bullet comes in as a new match investor, thanks to Sandy. Oh, yeah, Mm. I have no recollection of that. I remember the tennis a little bit. Yeah, Yeah, because Julie sleeps with him. Yeah. Right? Julie sleeps with the tennis instructor, and it's... Wait, the son? She sleeps with the son? Doesn't she hook up with the tennis instructor? I don't think she hooked up with him. I think she hooked up with someone else different one. Yeah. but okay, okay. i know i know that she saw him working with caitlin she was like steady girl the same oh, way that taylor was okay. like steady girl when she saw like ryan being oh right sexual and whatever right like okay is. okay oh yeah because i didn't think God. that i knew something Jesus. with a tennis instructor i just think of her on the counter i can't get over it taylor yeah that's with the, the episode john's coming on oh, for oh my Man, God. I, love I wanted to do i also wanted to do, i really love that scene it's just so it's like yeah. and the whole episode ryan has this like catatonic stare like cameron from from ferris bueller's day off just like staring blankly Are you watching and, like, me change? yeah or like or like when when sandy's like ryan Got a bagel, a Schmidt boy. boy yeah. And Ryan's just like staying there, catatonic, but, just like zoning out. Yeah. But I also. I'm excited. I know. Yeah. Too. I watched the episode last night. I, just, <laughs> I love I, that. Because like anything with the bullet, I'm just like, I'm oh. in. Okay, instantly. so that's perfect transition. She asked, what if the bullet and Julie would have been in an actual relationship and he was the father of Julie's baby? How do you think that would have played out? And your thoughts on the bullet, what you love. She's got to be somebody's Why have you heard that song twice? <laughs> Poor Jackson um, Brown. Apologize yeah. to him. So you love the bullet. Bang. Yes, I do. He wants and to be- would have you been happy if Julie ended up with the bullet and not Frank? Well, I want to say, first of all, for a while, like I was so into the bullet that I wanted Sam to start calling me the bullet. I was like, Sam, start calling me the bullet. And she was like, Bobby no. the bullet. 
Bobble it. Bobble it. So I tried and I'd go up to Sam and I'd be like, hey, Sam. So she'd be like, what? And I'd be like, bang. (laughs) And she would just roll her eyes. It was almost like that scene from Avenue Q where it's like, oh, Ernie. And he's like, what, Ralphie? And for anyone that's seen Avenue Q. Oh, hi, Ralph. (laughs) But anyway. Yeah. uh, So I just want to say first and foremost, I totally didn't even realize. I totally forgot that the tennis instructor is Bullet's son because like, aren't all of Bullet's kids named after cities in Texas? Like this is Dallas, Austin. Is there a city in, for anyone out there who listens, is there a city in Texas named know. Spencer? Because I thought all of his Maybe kids Spence? were named after Texas. Maybe, yeah, cities you're in Texas. Because right. he's like, this is Dallas, this is San Antonio, this but is Austin. Like, what if it, Julie's baby was bullets? Then he would have had another. Would you have liked that? Um, I would have liked that because I think I, I would have liked that because I think that it would have hopefully helped like humble the bullet. Cause you saw like in the, you know, in the, uh, in that dating episode, bullets, like, you know, bullet was making like sexual passes and innuendos and pig headed comments at Julie and Julie pretty much like shut him down and kind of leveled him, which he never really had before, or at least no indication of it. So she sort of helped like humble the bullet a bit. And I feel like having a kid with her would have like humbled him even more. Cause she would have kept like kicking his ass like that where all the mothers of his other children never would have. So I would have liked it because it would have, you know, would have continued to help, you know, the bullet become, you know, a real man and everything instead of wow. like a fucking what is he, child. Pinocchio? I'm a real boy. No, what like the chances she, she that both up. women in their later age get pregnant. I know. That's a good point. So Why would they you... do that with both of them? Right. Kiki good point. and Juju have babies. Such a good what point. What the hell? That's so weird. It's Why like, did they do it's that? It's like Father of the Bride part Why did three never or something think of like that? that. Like it's like a normal thing. Like they didn't, they were oh. in like. Yeah, not a big right? deal geriatric pregnancies and everything I, was fine. I tell you, Ryan's dad and Sandy, though, they got some serious swimmers, man. I'll tell you what. Apparently. Like Michael Phelps of sperm. I'll tell you something. Wow. Uh, but last but not least, do you think Neil leaving Julie the house is an apology for the affair? He didn't have to leave his house Fuck to her. No. He didn't have to do no. anything. He's just a nice guy. I'm shocked that he left her the house. Yeah. What the hell? Oh. <laughs> Sorry, guys. No, I know. It's so random. It is random. Did I forgot if they discussed that? But I well, clearly she said he says this is my house, and she no, goes, I well, know, well, but like, <laughs> how do we get there? You know? Oh, they they made a reference to it in the following episode uh, where where uh, Caitlin and Julie were talking. She's like, well, he was nice enough. Uh, he was nice enough to leave us right because Taylor's there. Then like it's like yeah. a girl's Taylor club. Yeah. Like oh wow, Taylor's house hopping man, and yeah. then Summer comes home because she gets kicked out of Brown. Right. Yeah. Because Che, Che's a, like, che. turns her in. Che is no way. We don't yeah. like is che. Volchuk on the island? Is yeah. our last island. appearance yes. of him? What? All right. He's yeah. no, he's no we, longer we on the We call whoever disappears forever is on the island. Right. Like, that was his hmm. last episode ever. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and good. Neil, too? I think so, actually. Uh, Which is crazy, is since that that's Summer's last, father. Is that Neil's last episode? I don't know. Oh, what about the wedding? I don't know. Does he go to the I wedding? Don't know. That's a good question. Do we see him in that montage? Very good question. Let Doubt us know, Maybe guys. they see like the back of his head and it's not really him or right. something. Mm. I don't I have a hypothetical, but I have a question, a general TV sure. question. Sam, go. Oh. This is Whoa. after She's hours. Like asking so, no, it's not j- just to the OC, but people who watch, you know, obviously TV in general. If you have a character, like, I'll give the example before the question. So with Volchuk, I... Uh, the actor who plays him, because I was looking up all their information today, 
is by societal standards an attractive guy. Yes. But him because of yeah, his character, <laughs> I cannot see attraction to him. I'm just right. like, no, you I are get a douchebag on wheels. Like, like I said the other day. So the in general, you look at Cam Gigante and you're like, you're a douche? Like, I'm not a... That's like, not nice to him. Like I said to you guys, thin slice of nut loaf. Like, he is just a... I still don't understand that. Just a douche. Yeah, slice of Can we... Loaf? Wait, let's just pause on that. Sam sends Liz and I a text that says, I just walked into the wrong store and felt like a moron. I'm the thinnest slice of nut loaf. And Liz is like, what does that mean? <laughs> like... Who said nobody says I'm the thinnest slice of nut like loaf? it's like the worst part of the bread, like the first or the last Who's slice. Who's eating a nut loaf? Well, right, it's not a good thing at all. It's just like, wow, you are such a nut loaf sandwich. She like, could have said, oh. I was just really embarrassed. <laughs> and also, you're yeah. probably wearing a mask. Who can tell if you're embarrassed? Or even who you are? Yeah, I went. The thing, where was I? I went to like the wrong type, whatever. What it, kind of store did you go in, Sam? I forget. What was this Friday? Where was I? It doesn't matter. I just I felt like I don't understand that. It's saying. just like, wow, you're just like the worst, the worst. Okay. So jumping back, I, I don't see attraction to Volchuk. Like I'm trying to think back to, and this is not TV, but like people in the past, you've like, in high school. Who? Oh yeah. Yeah. So there's this guy in, in high school, my, one of my friends, boyfriends again not tv but your characteristics make you so unattractive right, sometimes like you that could be attractive but then your but personality it's washed you, out yeah. so right. do you find that with shows that you guys watch where the antagonist or the villain character just plays their character so well and you're just like wow you would be attractive by standard but mm-hmm. i just am so turned off not turned off but i'm you're but just am i turned aversive. off by the character because i'm supposed to be there the villain or no, like look what like he would be a seemingly attractive guy but, but like I'm in like, person in real life you're yeah like i'm like like um you see cam gigante and you're like you're not attractive because you are a i'm just like I'm oh you killed marissa or like what's his face christopher like, from the sopranos i'm just like i fucking hate you whatever his name is christopher, Malone. christopher Maltesanti. Maltesanti. Yeah. but the actor's name we saw him live and i'm like fuck you i hate you <laughs> not yeah. to his face but i was so like much. he's just just i hate i can't see past it so i can't he's one of those like wow you're stands. one of those <laughs> sam's very rooted i stand in her this morals. person i like, hate everyone like, who comes into contact yeah like you 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 are just anti like my value you just shit on my because values here's the thing i though. get that i get that, that means the actor is playing such a good role right, right. But, so yeah. there's but that's so awful for them to be judged i'm not judging i'm just like i can't i can't find you attractive because you played a douche in 2000 she's just saying that it's It's hard difficult to see to find him attractive i don't have that problem no i don't have that problem either yeah (laughs) it's it's almost like you know like you know the whole like theme of like the shallow hal movie or whatever it's like you could be totally you know a total smoke show but your personality is shit that's what i'm seeing so i can't see you right yeah but not with television because you're an actor playing a role so they really play their roles well i guess because they're still great there's the people that you love to hate on shows and yes. we always talk about that like Dan from One Tree Hill right oh, still Dan, I mean Paul Johansson is still a smoke show I still yes. find him to be attractive even though he's such an asshole but mm. but he redeemed but then he redeems himself or but like, like Hayden Christensen in Star Wars you are I'll a- never think he's ugly so oh, <laughs> I have such See, a he crush just, on Hayden Christensen oh. Revenge oh, of the I Little Bitch. That's <laughs> that movie. Should forget Revenge, Revenge of the Little stuff. Bitch. Anyway, that yeah. was my question to people. Like, can you see? I guess I'm the only one. Who well, I'd love to hear everyone else. Yeah, I'm answer. curious what people Please think. Let us know. And, and if it has, who have you been able to or to not see past their character? 
And right. I, I want to op- I want to piggyback off that. I want to snowball off that female Fight Club. Beat the, Beat shit, the shit out, out of her. them. Um, right. No, I want to I want to piggyback that off to uh, any any <laughs> no dudes any me, dudes yeah. that are listening to the show. Like you know people like Julie. She's a total she's a total rocket, absolute rocket. But you know rocket. just her. That's a little, gives you a rocket. Uh, that's a, a no, little phallic, Robert. <laughs> no, it's no, it's it's a slang term. But Freudian oh. slip. It's, it's a slang term from another. Like a red uh, rocket, like a dog. Ew. No, right. no, no, that's no. <laughs> it's it's a hockey term, but it's also um, a dog term. It's a hockey term, but it's a dog term. But uh, you know, <laughs> she's she's like a total smoke show, but she's got a really shitty personality and questionable morals. Like you know for any guy listeners does like julie for example does that bring her down or someone like you know anna or or kiki who have like unbelievable you know personalities and you know they're attractive you know they're total diamonds yeah, on top ooh, of that i'll does piggyback on that further? piggyback people who have really good really good moral comp i'm like wow i'm you're even more attractive but wait a minute like julie Kirsten. redeems herself and, grow the but, and kiki yeah, had a shitty glow dance. up they both glow but up melinda clark right plays this character in right. everything so oh, are you just making her associate like associate like I'm just the mother who can't get my shit together and like I've seen her play this role on a lot of things so am I supposed to see her as that way I still think she's a fucking smoke show right yeah oh I think of like Britney Snow too in Hairspray like I love Britney Snow but in Hairspray she's such a but she turns around but I'm like oh you little brat but I still love her so maybe it's a guy thing well Britney Snow doesn't normally play that role true yeah that's like her isolated role of being like a bitch because all of her other movies and all of Britney Snow she's super sugar yeah totally not that spice and everything nice what if the so an actor plays a role really great, super funny and attractive, but in real life Blech. they're a dick. Oh, yeah. So yeah. how does that work? Like Alec Baldwin. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he has an anger problem. I he's a good looking dude, and it's complicated. Life. He is the bear everybody wants to hug, oh even God. though he's, he's a trouble. He's a big sexual bear. He's a big movie. bear, the hair bear. Um, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, that. Like what if they're just not so a nice human? That's even more disappointing. It is. I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who people could be listening, but I know I've heard a story of an actor who was a total d bag in in real life, and now when I watch a show, I'm like, wow, you're not a nice who person. With James name? Corden, because I've heard he's an asshole. Why are you whispering? Brad Garrett. Brad Garrett. I've oh, heard. So my Robert. My I'll call her my pseudo mentor, Bobby's mentor saw him live and said that he was so rude and crude and someone got up and he made a comment about the person's weight and she was like oh i'm not with this at all and she told me that i was like wow i second-handedly experienced that but i when now that i see him now when i see him on everybody else raymond i'm like yeah oh are you really maybe he was having a bad day he was like i give a lot of like benefit of the doubt yeah i'm trying to do that too but i've heard a couple of times to to judge a human i'm not judging i'd be like don't judge that person i'm saying just back to cam gigante like i hear he's so nice in person he was great on the sets and he's a very attractive human and for you to look at him be like nope you're a douche who killed marissa (laughs) i don't think he's like oh my god you're the most vile creature on the planet like He's from Twilight too. He's from Twilight, but he he looked horrible in Twilight. Yeah, (laughs) but I look at him and I associate like, wow, I don't like you. But he's so it knocks him down. The attractive, like you're still a good human. If he's a humanitarian, like I'll donate to your charity. I just feel as a a look. I'm like, oh, like you. He could Bobby can say something stupid. I'm like, oh, you're really just right now so yeah, my stock goes up and down pretty frequently based on what i say all right well perhaps this is a good time but, to end this well, no, 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 <laughs> no, I just, but no, i had an open-ended question to the audience like, like yeah. how you feel okay. about it's that. a good question 
please respond. And Volchuk also, in all, in in a lot of his other roles, he plays the same like you know narcissistic. Cam yeah, Cam Gigante. <laughs> okay. He plays the same. Play again. He plays the same like he's he's got a really cool name. He he plays he plays that same like sociopath. So like for anyone who's ever seen the movie Never Back Down, he he's like yeah. literally the MMA version of Volchuk. He's so good in that yeah, role. He's, he's great. like did he's, Anthony direct it? Or he's or like a fucking predatory like anaconda just like sneaking up on people hey, like hey. hey and then he just you know what so good. i don't uh see he's feeding off psycho the derek vibes. the guy yeah. who plays him i always see psycho derek me too see but i don't i know he's just an actor mm-hmm. i'm not anyway let us know guys and then we'll let sam and bobby know dum, dum, dum. Mm-hmm. thanks for listening this thank long. you for sticking this is a if heavy episode here, but hopefully it's exciting if you're here Give us a send us a send us an emoji, an emo- a peach emoji. Oh yeah, peaches, send us a peach. peaches, peaches, peaches. <laughs> peaches.